This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by NordVPN. VGA listeners can get an exclusive deal at nordvpn.com lasertime by using the code lasertime. Try it risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. everybody, and welcome to episode 562 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Norman Shippey Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. Very appropriate. If you want it to be the UP Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Join us at the $20 level, or just join us at the $5 level if you want access to bonus shows. Who's joining me? Uh, Chris Antiston. I'm a godfish. <laughs> okay, and first mate Matthew Allen reporting for duty, sir. We are. Uh, it's going to be for duty on that poop deck. <laughs> it's going to be a very nautical, nautical, piratical kind of show this week. Yeah, Skull and Bones is out, and we yeah. have a debate about pirate games to get through. Yeah, that's going to be our. We're going to do a debate format top five around what are the best pirate games. What are the top five pirate games now? Longtime listeners will know we did this about 11 years ago with an episode called Podcast Ho, one of our earliest episodes. But that was, we didn't even know what our format was going to be back then. By the way, yeah. I showed up to that podcast expecting a completely different discussion. Podcast Ho. <laughs> I, there was a comma there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, so you were commanding someone. Yeah. Podcast, huh? Sure, sure. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I'm like an apology to our 11-year listeners up at the top. Sorry for repeating our sale after 11 years. <laughs> but, but we're not. And the reason I was yeah, able to sneak true. it by Michael is I said, well, you didn't debate it live that's last true. time. That's you debated true. it in true. the notes. I went back to the show notes, and there was like a little mini dialogue Yeah, there was happening. a back and forth between me and Ann Lewis, who were planning the show at the time. And yeah. And uh, I... Yeah, and we got new releases and news to talk about as well, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a retail story because I think one of my journeys is coming to an end. Oh. And I was surprised by something. Yes. Uh, I accidentally started collecting Amiibos, uh, but not Amiibo. That's plural, right? Yeah. If you're Japanese. I mean, it's Amiibo. And, yeah, a very kind Amoebas. listener sent me some somewhere between 45 and 60 Amiibos. Because according to him, he was disgusted with himself for participating in this charade. And he lived in a town where they weren't hard to find. And he was hoarding these things that meant nothing to him. Everyone knows that's one of the 12 steps of Amiibo. Yeah, he had, he had doubles and like you pay, pay shipping, you can have them. And, I, and I've started hanging them on my wall because I, I think they're great wallpaper. And I just wanted like, I don't get by every one because I'm not a fucking idiot. I buy the ones that I like. The only one I re- regret not getting, I didn't get Solid Snake, and that's very expensive. Oh, man. I know. I know. But stuff like that. Like, like I, I love I having an a- extra. Oh! oh. <laughs> like, I love having a Terry Bogart, actually. I love having a Little Mac figure. It just, the characters that excite me, Banjo-Kazooie, uh, Jen Kazama, like, I love it. And I just was like, as soon as this wall is done, I'm never buying another one. But as is keeps being the case, 
they release it, they sell out immediately on the aftermarket, they go for like a hundred bucks. Fuck that, I say. So I was walking, I was buying stuff for Valentine's Day, and I'm next to a Best Buy, and who doesn't like browsing a Best Buy? Oh, we're all like that, right? If you're in the area, sure. you gotta look at, gotta look yeah. at the Best Buy. And I'm walking, uh, and then I look to my right, and like. That's the Joker Amiibo. That sold out years ago. That's the Sora Amiibo. That is the last Smash Amiibo that sold out immediately. What the fuck are these doing here? Boom. Snatch him up, walk over to the register. And he's like, oh, cool. And then I buy them, and then, like, a red light goes off. (laughs) Sir, you're not allowed to buy these yet. Uh, They shouldn't have been on the floor. And, like, well, that's not my... I didn't argue. And, like, because I get it. They're out Friday. So when you're hearing that, those Amiibo are out today. That's why I wanted to give you an alert on that. Did you say, so, well, can you reserve them for me until Friday? <laughs> this is exactly what I said. Why Why can I why, Can I pre-order these here and you can put them wherever you want and I'll come get them on Friday? It's like, sir, we can absolutely do that. Brings to me a, a more professional, uh, not professional, but just a a person who knows the register a little better who can do something like that. Basically give me an online pre-order at the register. Multiple layaway, by the way, which was a thing before pre-order. It's, it's, (laughs) it's not, it's not layaway. I don't know what exactly it is, but like, it just wouldn't work because you're scanning an item I'm not allowed to purchase. And like after multiple tries, like, sir, I don't know what the kid just looks at me. I want to help you, but there's like nothing I can do right now. My manager's right here. And I'm like, well, shit, what do you recommend I do? And he's like, you can hide them. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, you, you can go and hide them in the store. I'm like, oh, I thought he meant on your person. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no. He's like, it. you can go. That Because, <laughs> I mean, that's if, if you're someone who searches for items like that in stores, a ton of people do that. You will find oh, yeah, things dude. that aren't in the right spot hidden for people who want to kid, buy them later. Yeah, like yeah totally. One, or, or you can, like, lift, lift up the bottoms of the shelves in the aisles and yes. stick them under there. And, and I was like, I'm an adult. I'm not going to do that. And I walk away and then I just turn around like, where do you recommend I hide them? <laughs> and he and he just, he turns like just slightly the printer section. And I'm like, oh, nobody's yeah, okay. looking there. <laughs> this guy knows what's up. So I'll hit you up next week. I did lift up a rack and hid two Amiibo in the printer <laughs> section. <laughs> so we'll see if I got my score. Do you suppose, like, when they're closing down a lot of retail establishments, they find long, yes. hidden things, you know? Like, and oh, that's, yeah, that's because sure. Because I, 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 we all heard Best Buy was getting rid of its... Uh, physical media presence. I think games are immune to that, and so are all their fucking action figures. But I browse it now, like as something like this is a this is a corpse that's not quite dead yet. And I just look. I almost bought Ghoulies in 4K just because, like, I can't believe this exists. And while physical media is dying, there's all these companies rising up to release other movie studios stuff because they find it profitable somehow. And who doesn't want Ghoul? That that. That was the video that haunted me in a video store. This movie looks so scary. It's a gremlin popping out of a yeah, toilet. Out of a toilet. <laughs> well, I, I remember, right. Everybody our age knows that that, that box. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't like this a, movie. I don't want to own it, but I wanted to somehow see it in my house constantly to reclaim my fear. It was, it was a few it was letters in, past critters. Every the, video store. I think, I think I remember reading that like that scene was not in the movie. Yeah. They just mocked it up for the poster, but it became such an iconic image that they were pressured to put it into the movie. <laughs> Wow, a snake's on a plane, a twister tire mm-hmm. moment. Yep. Starting with ghoulies. That's my retail story. 
Please wish me luck. Good luck for you finding the you know, that Joker. Should, when he said, it, you're "My manager's right here," you should have said, "Bring over your manager and get him to sell me the fucking figures." No, they they tried. They bent over backwards. They rung yeah. them up for me like ten times. They really like. I hate to even say it was Best Buy because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But they were just like, "There's." Like the the Joker one didn't even exist, but it it definitely comes out on the. Uh, That's so weird. I, they're I just reprints. Yeah, you have just a way re- to tie it into the show's theme, and so in many ways, Chris, you were like a smuggler. Yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> there's got to be a term for that somewhere online. What sure I what I have is. now done. I'm sure a best pirate. Yeah, best <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So let's let's get into. The top five, then. I've completely forgotten how we do this, Matt. Do you want to oh, explain the format? Round that's robin, easy. Baby. So, so the way we did it last time, which I think worked out pretty well, is we're just going to go round robin style, and everyone will, will suggest an entry. And we can either all like shoot it down, or we can say, yeah, that, that might make the list and kind of give it a maybe. And I'll mark it here in my notes as like a maybe. And then once we have our list of things that have made the cut, so to speak... We talk about, okay, well, what are the real top five out of these? And then we order them. It's that simple, and, right? And I, I want to preface this by saying, like, the pirate genre, while represented since the beginning of games, not terribly well represented. No, it goes no. in and out of fashion for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of PC entries that are like, yeah. unless you had a Tandy back in the day, you weren't you weren't playing that. I think, I, yeah, the first 20 years of my life, is Sid Meier's the most famous pirate? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yar, I Sid Meier. my name is Sid. Come he's see me guy, at E3. Yeah, he sounds like he's got the name of, like, a Catskills comedian, right? Like, I go see Sid, Sid Meier on the borscht belt. Yar, it be me who invented civilization. Pirates and emperors, not a lot of difference, really. And come see me in the Catskills. I'll be opening for Shecky Green. Your guys' pirate is just like the pirate from um, the Venture Venture Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, Yeah, well, he's just basically Long John Silver, which is, I think, like, the film Long John Silver is supposed to be, like, that's where the quote-unquote pirate accent originated. It was just created by that guy, yeah. I mean, I was going to just talk about how, uh, like, accidentally influential Disney was in getting me to love pirates, because I did, the first time I ever asked for a Lego set, it was the pirate set, because I love the way it looked. Mm-hmm. But Disney helped me enjoy pirate stuff, but I was also enjoying stuff from the 50s to the 70s. Treasure Island, Peter Pan, Pirates of the Caribbean in the parks, which is from the 60s. So, like, that, up until Curse of the Black Pearl 20 years ago, like, it was a it was a dead genre for our lifetimes. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of some uh, a handful of games. Yeah, well, it was, it was such a long shot, and if you would ask me, like... Oh, I, I, st- I still remember when we found out in like 2001, 2002, something like that, that, oh, Disney's working on movie versions of Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansions. Like, well, these both sound like terrible ideas, mm-hmm. but I'm sure out of the two of them, Haunted Mansion is going to be the one that people flock to see because that ride already has a great story. They tried it again. Mm-hmm. Still didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. still it hasn't t- it taken. It, it, I would not have pushed my chips to that at all. And that is also because it followed up. Like 18 months after Disney's The Country Bears, starring Haley Joel Osment and Chris Walken. (laughs) Something that is currently being retooled to be more palatable in the South. They removed that ride entirely from California. No one wants to see these hick bears. 
<laughs> that is now the Winnie the Pooh ride. Blood on the dance floor. I love yeah. it. Yeah, Big dude. Big all day. Should we get going? Yeah. Well, since, since you mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm going to yeah. start off my suggestions with not a specific game, but a series that has a connection to that. Uh, sea Dogs, as uh-huh. it's known. It's, so it's, it's a... Uh, pirate RPG sandbox series by the Russian... Uh, Sounds like a rapper who cloned himself. <laughs> by a Russian studio called Akella, Sea Dogs. And uh, it started off with Sea Dogs in 2000. Sea uh, Dogs 2 somehow got acquired by Disney uh, partway through production and became Pirates of the Caribbean for PC. Had nothing to do with the events of the film. Really, The only thing it had in common was... That, like, the Black Pearl would occasionally sail in, and it was, like, invincible until the final battle. And this isn't that canceled Pirates of the Caribbean MMO that we never got. Right. Oh, the the one that, like, I'm one of, like, six people who saw. Yeah. And And I I think that worked, that made it into our original top five, because you had stuff to say about it. I see. I I did, but it it also, like, us talking about this, it made me think about, like, how different games journalologism is, because, like, they flew me to Vancouver. To look at a game in progress, I was not allowed to touch it. Mm. It was like, yeah. and here's here's how we score it. And it, you know, I wrote a decent article about it, but like, they never do that anymore. Nobody would ever have the goal to do to like. They don't. I don't even know if they'd care about flying anyone out for hands on because the internet. It makes me feel a thousand fucking years old. Yeah, I mean, no, they still do that stuff. They was, still do studio C- visits. Was Sea Dogs PC exclusive or was this yes. a console? All okay. these are PC exclusive. So uh, I'm not done did yet, did, though. So did it coincide with uh, the movie? The the Sea Dogs Two, aka Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, it came out around okay. the same time the movie. Again, had nothing to do with it. You played as a guy named Nathaniel Hawk, and uh, you just basically sailed around the Caribbean, and it was heavily influenced by Sid Meier's Pirates. You could ally with the Spanish or the French or the Dutch or whoever. And uh, just you could you could be a merchant, you could uh, raid other ships, you could do all kinds of stuff. So um, nobody really played it much. I remember reviewing it way back in the day and really liking it. Uh, but then that was followed up in 2006. They could not illegally use the name Sea Dogs anymore because mm, I guess Disney whoa. had bought that. Uh, so it was Age of Pirates Caribbean okay. Tales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, they just put a bunch of game names in a boggling. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the original Russian title was just Corsairs. Uh, so it's the Corsairs series over there. But here it's Sea Dogs okay. or Age of Pirates. Age of Pirates 2 City of Abandoned Ships came out in 2009. That had, in addition to the regular piratical stuff, you could put on a diving suit and go to the bottom of the ocean. Isn't that fancy? Woo-hoo. Wow. Uh, like Captain Nemo. Yeah. Sea Dogs, to each his own, was until pretty recently the most recent one. Uh, 2012, it came out. I tried playing it last night. And it was a an immense slog. Like this is this is a game for uh, I believe the term is grunyards. Like the people huh. who want a seriously realistic nuts and bolts War simulation. Fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is great. and so this like how to even describe this? First off, it looks like a game from 2003 in 2012. Mm. Uh, second, you start off the game getting led around the this 
first port town in a non-interactive tutorial where an old man just like walks you around and says like, oh, here's this building and here's what you can do in this Look building. This. And blah, 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 Look blah, 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 this. blah. And then you get thrown into prison and it's like a whole like lengthy, just like click through the dialogue series of cutscenes and tutorials. And then like, okay, finally you can... It's like your your brother's like, all right, you need to go around and figure out a way to make money so you can buy this ship that I put a deposit down on. And then you can say like, no, I want to skip that. I'm like, okay, go talk to the priest. He'll give you the money. <laughs> so he, Michael, you're you're doing a hell of a job selling it. I know, I know. Which but is keep, why keep listening, keep listening. Okay. It gets, oh, it gets, no, it no, gets worse. I'm, so no. so uh, go and you get the ship. And like, okay, uh, now it's not moving. Oh, I need to go get a crew. Okay, so I go to the tavern. I hire a crew of officers. They're like, okay, great, we'll be on your ship. I get onto the ship. It's still not moving. Well, oh, you need to go hire a navigator. Where the fuck's the navigator? He's in prison. Oh, I need to go pay off his debt. Okay, let's get the navigator onto the ship. Now we can go. Why aren't we moving? Oh, the navigator says I need a hundred things of food. So I go ashore and I buy a hundred things of food. It's like, oh, you need like this many, this much ammo. Go back on shore. And like, it's just ridiculous back and forth. Like it's a true. But it's too much of a simulator. Yeah. So that's why I'm not, I'm I'm voting no. Happy ending. Uh, This week. They came out with uh, a game called Caribbean Legend that is basically a free-to-play version. That's a really uh, good weed strain name, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) It's an expanded free-to-play version of To Each His Own, and it is actually playable. They display the controls on screen. They don't make you hire a navigator and buy a map and all this other shit. You could just jump in and play and start fighting with other ships. So that that's a big improvement. But mostly I just think this series is really interesting because yeah, not a lot of people know that much about it. I, I didn't and I'm I I moved to vote give it a pass it through, except oh, you do? Michael technically nominated like <laughs> six games as his one entry and yeah. like those were all of my entries. I mean it, and, it, like the the one that I I know for sure that I liked out of this series was the Pirates of the Caribbean. So the, the, mm. the two thousand one. I'm going to pull a Randy Jackson and say, that's a no for me, Sea Dog. Mm. Well, I already passed on it, so it goes in. It goes in. Yeah, it goes in for now. It goes in for now. I'm going to have some strategy with my list. I'm going to start with the entries that I think are probably on your guys' list as well, Mm. or, you know, the most common, well-known ones. So right off the bat, I got to go with a biggie. And and Chris, I don't don't think it's a cheat to to use whole series instead of individual entries. So I'm just going to say the Monkey Island series is the quintessential pirate adventure game. Mm -hmm. It'd be difficult to say which Monkey Island to put, which one is the best of them all. Because it's been remade like six times. Um, Am I correct on that? Yeah. It's been remade quite a bit. There was the Telltale series. There was the most recent Well, I mean, those are new games. There's like one one or two remakes, I think. Well, it's called Reboots, I guess what I was referring to. But, uh, I mean, yeah, for me, you you can't have a list of pirate stuff without mentioning Guybrush Threepwood and Mm -hmm. all of the amazing stuff that goes along with the Monkey Island games. does not do much piracy. He's he's all about walking around on land and looking for treasure and trying to prove himself and doing insult sword fighting. Just like Yakuza doesn't do much actual organized crime. True, true. Uh, What you described about the previous game was an unfunny Monkey Island. (laughs) Uh, Just having to go get a crew. Do everything but pirating. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, well, like, Monkey Island is basically like if... 
uh, if Yakuza games were about car thieves, because you do just about everything except drive in that game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, and I do love that the sword fighting is just insult fighting. Mm -hmm. It's it's meant to be a spoof and a joke. I, I also love what the monkey island games have always sort of nailed is just the caribbean feel like there's there's mm-hmm. definitely like a reggae influence on all of those games yeah, running there's, there's throughout like the, those the games. voodoo stuff and you know yeah. the fluke is the duke of soul <laughs> so anyway <laughs> but it's for me, I, cast I, in I, a very I, modern is sense. monkey island yay or nay gents that's gotta be a yay uh, that yeah, definitely sure. should be there it's a vote from me all right chris you're up uh, i'm probably gonna get my shit pushed in for this because my friends are jerks but I think this qualifies as a, the best pirate game of all time. And by that, I, of course, mean Legend of Zelda, the Wind Waker. The Wind that, Waker. Is, that is also on my mm. list. I believe that makes it an instant. That's, and and we, not we a can pirate include... game, though. You're not a pirate. There are pirates You not in only it. engage with in combat with fucking pirates... You, you behave like a pirate. You, you navigate be, the seas. You have a pirate crew, right? Yeah, like no, you yes. Have a, you have a little sailboat with a cannon on it that you use no, to but fight Zel- monsters. Zelda is disguised Zelda as a pirate does, captain, but you don't play she? as Zelda. She's an incidental character. What the fuck character. does that matter? You behave I, like a pirate in a world that is all pirate-themed. Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass were both on my list under one entry. I guess. Yes, I mean, Phantom Hourglass is a little bit more appropriate, but, like, you you are not a pirate. You don't do piratey things. You're just an adventurer who sometimes crosses paths with Then pirates. I say we leave this as a maybe, and we can, when we're trying to boil down to the final five, this will maybe not make the list, because Michael's making What the fuck? Comments. I give up. I thought that was a shoe in and I voted for your <laughs> it, shitty It's entry. in. It's on the maybe <laughs> list. I Like I said, it was on my list. All right, Michael, you're, you're up. Tell us about Already? another game. Wow. Okay, Uh, well, we already did Secret (laughs) of Monkey Island, so I'm going to swap that in with The Misadventures of Tron Bon. That was on my list. (laughs) Which uh, I had never really played it before, so I didn't realize that, like, okay, you you don't, again, don't do a lot of, like, ship piracy. You do a lot of on-land piracy. You do a lot of uh, stealing crates and looking for treasure underground. And my personal favorite, robbing banks. And by robbing banks, I mean you enter a little seaside town and you send your surf bots into people's houses and you get to watch little cutscenes where they ransack the place and steal shit. It's really neat. And then the cops show up and you stomp your robot around and you pick up the cop cars and throw them around. And uh, yeah, it's it's like GTA before there was GTA. Yeah, this, do you suppose this game's more famous from its Marvel vs. Capcom inclusion or all the stuff in Dead Rising that includes all the Tron Bond references? I mean, you know, it came from Mega Man Legends, but uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, like I, I, when I back when I played it, back when I played it, I would have called Tron Bon just like one of the biggest dunderheaded moves in the history of anything. Really? Because it was so. Because it was each Mega Man Legends game, as I played them as they came out, felt like they got worse. Mm. And so I was, I never considered myself a fan of the series. And then we streamed it a couple years ago. I think when it came, uh, it, it's you can legally buy it now again. It, it it's visual. What it, what looked like visual mistakes seemed like an art style. It was thoroughly charming. Everything felt like there was like eighteen different kinds of gameplay. It was constantly funny, and everything I th- I thought once was a flaw, the game seemed to wear as a badge of honor. Playing it more recently, so yeah, I'm definitely voting for Tron yeah, Bond. It ho- yeah. and it also holds up better than most PS1 games. It really does. That, yeah. Nice. No, it's on my list, so it definitely makes the maybe list and is yes. a strong contender for top five. 
Okay, so back to the stuff. Again, I'm staying with the obvious choices. I'm wait- waiting to surprise you until later. This one, come on, this I believe was on your previous list. Uh, Sid Meier's has got of to course, be. Of course, yes. It's on right. my list. This that's, is the quintessential part. That's the number Never two. Never heard of it. Oh, I mean, this game is great because it's been around in how many iterations for de- literally spanning yeah, decades? Only a couple, really. There, there's like there was the old 8-bit version that came out for DOS and NES and I think a couple other platforms. And then there was Sid Meier's Pirates, the reboot in 2004. And there hasn't really been one since then. I think the there's, time, there's a lot on PC. I the, remember playing one in the 90s on PC. Yeah, but the the 2004 one I think is the last. Like uh and and like it's been 20 years. We're due another one. There was a good mobile game that was Pirates as well. It, I mean it, I love I just love the game because it's it's all about loops and gameplay mm. and it's sort of procedural generation or or at least you know it's it's basically just like yeah, go here, get some sort of mission, you know, by bribing the bartender or whatever and you're either going to go talk to some royal princess or whatever you're going to go fight some dude on a ship you're going to go mm-hmm. uh d- d- defeat another ship at ship to ship combat like there's everything you can think of that is that pirates do is kind of succinctly wrapped in this pretty awesome gameplay loop that is all about getting more and more money and leveling up your fleet like that was the other part i really loved about it mm-hmm. is you don't just have the one ship right you got a whole fleet of them by the if you're doing well by the yeah end you it. can you can capture other ships and then they trail around behind you um and i i liked i liked the open-endedness of it i liked that i guess the 2004 one added a storyline where like when you're a boy your entire family gets like oh you owe a debt to this evil count or whatever and so they all get uh pressed into indentured servitude while you run away and so you find out like where your various family members are and it's like oh your sister is being held by this pirate uh down in at the coast of south america so you can you know gradually work your way down there and you'll learn different things about this pirate he's in this kind of ship and so it felt a little bit like carmen san diego weirdly enough mm. where you're learning details <laughs> another, about another game that kind of never ends that you just keep going mm-hmm. in loop yeah loop yeah so but that like th- this is sort of the ur pirate game like this is the template on which a lot of pirate games are based and uh, yeah, it's it's a shoe in, obviously. It rules. It rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm willing to push it through. Despite I will swat anything with Sid Meier's name to the ground. Those that does not none of that shit interest. You don't me. like Sid? Really? No. You don't like XCOM? Did he do that? Yes, he did. And also, no. Oh. I have. I, I have... <laughs> <laughs> you don't like XCOM? It's not that I don't like it. I I like I said. I think I've I've played. Like Mario and Rabbids, like, oh, is this what XCOM is? Because, yes. like, I like this. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I never got in. I wasn't an XCOM fan, and I heard the new one was good. I just never got to it. So it's just, it's just, it's, just, it's a, if I'm being less uh, sensationalist, it's just a blind spot for you me. Can, you can play the new XCOM on your phone, or at least you could, like, ten years ago. You know how many things I had to play this week for this show? Oh, yeah. Like, right, not doing that. Yeah. One, uh, <laughs> two. So, Chris, you got it. Do you got a new entry for the list? Uh, but that would that I, I'm still willing to give it a yes, knowing its pedigree is yeah. important. Yeah, and, it's it's on there. Uh, do I ever, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. Sega Genesis mm-hmm. side scroller? I'm talking high seas havoc. High seas havoc over here. I remember a the ads smart. for that. I never played it. Um, 
This might surprise you. I haven't either, but I just <laughs> same same could be said with every other pirate game on the list that's not Lego I, Pirates of the Caribbean. I always get it confused in my head with Skulljager. You remember that and game the, where you could like no. dial nine hundred number and hear Skulljager talk to you. Uh, oh yes, uh, Bill's Rats. My game's really cool, and mm-hmm. it's play Skulljager. It's the coolest <laughs> game in the world. <laughs> it's a reference very few people understand. Uh, I like it, first of all, because the uh, front box art looks possibly racist. And <laughs> second, uh, it's a... Co- it looks I like had an played- otter dressed as a pirate. If that's what you see, then I guess you don't understand race- racism <laughs> in 2024. Clearly not. Uh, that guy is a pirate lawn jockey. Mm, and no- <laughs> Look, I played this game for like four seconds. I'm kind of out of entries here. Side side scrolling platformer is what this game is, or is uh-huh. it uh, okay? Um, man, I've never even heard of this. Oh game. wait, okay, wait, okay. I have one more that I actually do want to nominate, but okay. yes, High Seas Havoc. Okay. What say everybody? Nay, fucking assholes. <laughs> Why am I pretending to be upset over something I don't care about? <laughs> if you don't <laughs> care, then I'm going to say it's nay. Like if I don't win, this list is bogus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to Michael with a non. I mean, look, I. Dude, I love that you surprised me with the game. I'm like, I, I have no memory of this thing, but sure, it looks of that era for sure. It's oh, a Data sure. East game yeah, on yeah. Genesis, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I feel like someone has to say this, Sea of Thieves. Even yeah, though that's on, that, that was on my list, I and again, I felt the same way. I don't personally play it. I know that there are people who say it's like the best game ever. I uh, played I, it at launch, which was a mistake, apparently, yeah. and because it was so rough, and the onboarding was rough, and there wasn't mm-hmm. stuff to do. Yeah. And to their credit... Microsoft let Rare run with that thing, and they've updated it. They're, Monkey Island is freaking in this game now. There's a Monkey Island oh, expansion. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is... I think what I like about it, and the reason I it's also on my list, is very few games sort of let you just pick a specialty. Like, I'm going to be this type of pirate. You know, I'm just going to be the guy who mans the cannons. I'm going to be this type of pirate. Like, the whole idea of this game is you're supposed to work together with your buddies to run and steer a pirate ship through these waters and go on missions and do stuff um which probably is why i had a terrible experience because i just played it alone yeah which is well i i weirdly enjoyed my experience like playing it at launch just getting getting in there solo nobody else is on the server and just you know running around to the various stations to make this ship run and like you know it's just kind of sailing itself and just went and stood at the prow and watched the water go by and it's like this is almost a transcendently serene experience like Mm -hmm. i love this sense of solitude and just you know watching the world pass by in a video game that's see i had the exact opposite because i drank too much grog Mm -hmm. and then it did that thing where it throws up like Uh every five seconds like violently (laughs) throws up every five seconds you mean the game or your body the game and you get to see it you get to see it shoot out of your character's face in first person it's great (laughs) yeah get it all over the wheel why don't you yeah i'm still mystified by whatever the sea of thieves experience is but i have a handful of people that i know that don't play games other than sea of thieves it somehow has, has managed to like it has a huge crossover audience with people i wouldn't expect and yeah. it's just odd seeing it's is it has it been around almost 10 years i think oh, yeah no. at this point yeah, yeah. it's got to be really it's, yeah i think it's coming up on a decade being a decade old or at least a decade from the announcement I, like, i'd say to have a multiplayer no, game representation on the list okay. like this has got to make it right 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't think it would have been... I get the feeling it wouldn't have been supported this long if it wasn't from Microsoft, uh, just because, you know, whatever <laughs> whatever they can get. I mean, just because it's first party and enough people like it, I don't see how they make any money off of it, because it's basically free if you have Game Pass. So this is where I... Oh, man, I have one more obvious one, so okay. then, and, then, and then I'll get in my surprise entry. So I, I see if these I also put it on, so it, it made... I mean, keep in mind, our maybes list now is six entries long, so we know at least oh one's got to go. Well, I can guarantee the one I like the most you'll all reject. Probably. Here, here's here's an obvious one that I think I'll get Michael to side with me, and it's actually two entries. Um, tech, it could be three, depending on if you count a DLC or not. Assassin's Creed 4, Black course, Flag, as well one. as Assassin's Creed Rogue, as well as sort of Freedom Cry, the standalone version, but that yeah. was a DLC. Rogue is less piratey. Freedom, Freedom Cry and, yeah, 4, I think, are the ones that are the most piratey. So, okay, yeah. so, so AC4 to me is like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so good. This is the gold so standard good. for pirate game. I'm going to say I'm agree. concerned. I agree. <laughs> That's why I said, yeah. So, so this one is. is You're going to say no, Chris. That's a no. For yeah, it's you. going in anyway. Why yeah. not make some, put some are you, controversy are you, out there? Wait, why are you a no about AC4? Let's. let's well, I, 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 I'm not really because I understand. Oh. It, like, even if you listen to 302010, Jr. said it's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. It's my favorite pirate game, mm-hmm. and and I totally agree with that. But there was something about the Assassin's Creed formula. This is where it lost me for a while before I picked it up. Uh, a couple entries later and I kind of walked away from uh, Black Flag and didn't didn't get into it and I, I, I think I, I, I didn't get to big. a lot of the pirate stuff that you're talking about mm. so yeah but you, I gotta, did. you gotta go through and you know kill a guy on an island and then you sail to Cuba and then you mm-hmm. check out your new office and at uh, Abstergo and there's there's a, a little yeah. bit before you get to the piratical stuff, but once you actually get out there, it's amazing. And it's got all your favorite pirates in there. It's yep. got Blackbeard and mm-hmm. all that. Also, that, that game, I think more than most others, uh, makes the the historical characters like just not only a really important part of the story, but like I like spending time with these people. They yeah. are really cool to hang out with. Blackbeard is a really cool guy who has this soft side that you don't yeah. see, and yeah, it's they're, it's sometimes neat. they're in, in really AC's well pa- written. Sometimes in AC's past, the the guest characters have just felt like cameos, like they're literally just that. Like, and then other times they're more fleshed out. And this game is one of those. It's like an our flag means death moment where it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm going to spend some real time with Blackbeard, and he's actually a pretty cool pirate. So yeah, I agree with you there. All right, uh, Chris, you're up. My entry is something I didn't even know existed um, until a couple years ago. It's very old, over 30 years old, and it is Hook. Wow. A Super (laughs) Nintendo game? Hell no. Sega CD, hell no. The arcade Final Fight beat-em-up where you can play as Rufio and Thunderbutt from Irem. A incredibly competent, kind of batshit uh, Final Flight Belt Scroller clone, uh, where everybody has special powers and it's it, there's all these unique characters to play as. Especially even the one. The, it, basically, I love Peter Pan so much, and by that I mean pretty exclusively the Disney Peter Pan. Hook is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, <laughs> and this is this is the best thing to come out of it. I, I, but in addition to that, it's it's a pirate themed beat 'em up. It rules. If you and, and most of us. I never saw this in arcades ever. It wasn't until I 
you know, made a main machine uh, semi-recently that I was able to play it at all. But it, I played it all the way through. Tight 30-minute game. Fucking great. This is oh, why I've never heard of this thing, and now I'm watching a long play of it on the YouTube. So there you go. Neat. And then, yeah, like, don't tell me this isn't a pirate game. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's a pirate game. I mean, you're fighting pirates, but sure, it's Peter Pan. Yeah. And oh. that's the technicality where I go, hold on. Yeah, hold on there. You're not playing a pirate, you're fighting pirates. Mm-hmm. What are you, you're saying Rufio's not a pirate? He's a lost boy. He's a lost boy. Man, y'all can suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So if you're a game, so what you're telling me is like Ghostbusters is not a game about a ghost game because you play as people who beat up ghosts. Yes. It's a Ghostbuster game. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Let's, Y'all fucking they, suck. They should make <laughs> a belt scrolling <laughs> Ghostbusters beat them up. I would no, Left 4 Dead's not a zombie game because you play as humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a survivor game. Well, <laughs> suck a dick, all of you. <laughs> when you say pirate game, there's an expectation that you play as a pirate. Not that you fight pirates. No. I can I, fight if Isaac's Havoc isn't getting in, why did I think Hook Arcade was going to get in? I mean, know the I, fuck you're I love good, that you got to talk suggestion. about it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, but it's not Pirate. Michael, your turn. Uh, that's I, I think that's all the ones that I was going to put forth. Okay. Um, I, okay. I can dig into my little maybe entries that you guys are probably going to shoot down most of these, but... Yes. Some of these, I'm, I'm tr- my goal was to surprise you. So I will start off with maybe the one that has the most chance of making the list. Zach and Wiki make a porno. Make no, a sorry, porno. Zach and Wiki yeah. quest yeah. for Barbaro's treasure. Yeah, yeah. still not going to play it. You are- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good idea. On Wii. This is the um, Wii game. It's like kind of a... It involved a lot of Wii Actu- remote Actually made actions, pretty good yeah. use of the motion controls. But. And I, the main I, character is an aspiring pirate. And if mm-hmm. you look at the cover of the game, he's rocking that awesome design, character design pirate outfit. I'm inclined uh, to vote for it because I know our, our listener base uh, has a cross-section of uh, what uh, babies. Total babies. We adult babies. Now, this is a baby <laughs> game for babies. And no, it it this game is fine. This game is charming, but maybe but, not uh, top five material. As well. Nah. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Chris, you got any entries, or should I go through? I wanted mind? to be the only one to bring up Nelly Kudalot Spoonbeaks Ahoy because I think what? the name Nelly Kudalot is just mm-hmm. a great name, and I saw yeah. it in a Google list for pirate games. I, and I, just I would assume you'd it. made this up, except that I'd seen it previously. Nelly Kudalot, she coots. A lot. A lot. A lot. No one coots like Nelly. My girl Nelly. In a oh, point and click game for the whole Nelly. family. Oh Nelly. Um all right. Kudalot I got will another... be on the lips of your entire family. This this was my big surprise that I knew none of you guys would think of. And you're probably gonna shoot it down, no pun intended, yep. but technically it is a pirate game. Crimson Skies High Road to yes. Revenge is about air pirate smuggler guys. I thought about nominating it, but it's just like, it's been more than 20 years since I've played. I have nothing to say about that. I mean, you can, you can play it now It's on Xbox. They, they brought it back it's to Xbox. It's backwards compat. It rules I'm, still. I'm not saying I haven't been able to. I'm saying I haven't. <laughs> it's the best tailspin game that exists is all oh, I'm saying. Hmm. You better believe it, yeah. kid. 
maybe not a definitive pirate game. You are more. You, you are pirates, a, though. Like you're you're, you're, pirates. you're mercenary pirates. You you know you don't necessarily prey on the weak. You're heroic because you're cool air pirates. Yes, but. yes, but you don't like have a big ship that you're steering or whatever. You use you have, have a zeppelin yeah. instead, and then oh, that's right, there yeah. is a zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. the zeppelins yeah. and airplanes become the predominant form of travel in this alternate like 1920s, 30s. Got to be honest, I, I thought I was going to get a bigger response out of you guys for Crimson Skies, but fine. I mean, I, I, it's it's hard yeah, it's not to vote response. for Crimson Skies. It's like, it might be my favorite game that we've yeah. even brought up in terms of quality. Are you it's saying just, yes or no? Yeah, no. let's call it a, a yay. Fine, right. do a yay, and let's like make this incredibly complicated as we try and whittle yeah. down. It's fine, we, and I feel I like someone we'll... should mention Skies of Arcadia. It was on my list as a mention as well. It is a Sega employee here, but I do I love the concept. Another air pirates game, and Michael at one point asked me, he's like. Should we include space pirates and air pirates? And I'm like, sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I one probably best soundtrack on this entire list. This guy's Here's the thing. You. you want to know how old I am? Yes. I wanted to nominate one of our games of the year, but I couldn't remember the name. How and old I, are you? And I still can't. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. okay. I remember the characters' names. It's the the, the Chrono Trigger S game, the sprite game, the oh Sea of Stars, Sea of Stars. <laughs> I mean, you're with something? you're with the pirate crew band. You there, sail the seven seas, yeah. eat my yeah, butt. That's true. With I thought a pirate, of it. I thought of it. Uh, this one is kind of same headspace to me as Skies of Arcadia, Rogue Galaxy. Yeah, uh, yeah. PS2. That's game. that's one I remember really liking, but that's about all I remember about it. Like it was level yeah. five. It was a really good JRPG, and it was space pirate themed. But in a Let's classical we sense, got... where you have electro cutlasses or something. We have a list of eight right now, so let's be brutal. Let's yes. cut this bad boy down to five. So here's the eight currently where we stand. We got Monkey Island in all its various iterations mm-hmm. and forms. Sea Dogs, Wind Waker slash Phantom Hourglass. Not technically a pirate game. I do have to agree with Michael. The Misadventures of Tron Bon, Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, that's a pirate game. I'm- sea of Thieves, Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag, and Crimson Skies. I will just nominate... up. A- first the, the the two i would cut right off the bat i sorry chris even though it was on my list let's cut the zelda games because oh. uh, technically pirate games we could have and, gotten when we could released on switch or switch <laughs> 2 yeah, and we, now because we're it's not on here nintendo won't power. listen no, and be- michael because you at one point got me excited and then completely lost me in your description of this series sea dog sounds like it is Varying quality at best, mm. and just interesting more as a historic artifact, but not a top five level. Yeah, the, the new one is worth checking out, but uh, yeah. All right, so I killed those two, so now we're down so to six. Sea dogs. Anyone else got any recommendations for games that they want to? Uh, should we? Yeah, we pick the ones that we think are sure to make it in. Sure. Well, well, hook the arcade hook, obviously. Uh-huh, yeah, obviously. the shoe in. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. I forgot P- to write P- that yeah. down. Peter Pan and the Pirates for NES. Uh, Stop it! The Pirates <laughs> of Dark Water. <laughs> uh, Cutthroat Island. Fuck. Mm. No. Yeah. Uh, Pirates: Legend of Black Cat. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else can we mention? All right. So yeah, I think for my money, I think the ones that like these need to be in here are Sid Meier's yep. Pirates, obviously, and yep. Assassin's Creed 4. Assassin's Creed, Monkey Island, and I sure. kind of don't care after that. Okay, so that, that, <laughs> that helps. That gets us down to three must-haves. Okay, so Sid Meier's Pirates, Assassin's Creed 4, mm-hmm. and... But, but Hook would be a Island. great 
number five entry. It's from the same <laughs> studio that brought you Cutthroat Island, so we'd kill two birds with one stone. Oh, boy. And, <laughs> Cutthroat Island, the movie that single-handedly killed the genre for yeah. 20 years. And Reddy Harlan and Gina Davis's career. <sighs> Man, okay, so we now we're down out of these three. We got to choose two. We got Misadventures of Trombone, mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves, and Crimson Skies. Fuck Crimson Skies. <sighs> you know, I... I hmm. I, the thing is, it's like I feel like Sea of Thieves needs to be on this list. It but is, it's yeah. but it's a need to be on. It's just like would I personally pick it? I don't know. I just it's the pirate game everyone else likes. Yeah, but it's it's a persistent pirate game that has worked for people, and it, 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 there's yeah. no denying its pirate credentials. The power Whereas of like, multiplayer, man. Come on. The, the, the story of Crimson Skies is that you are a pirate. It's a fucking Snoopy and the Red Baron game. That's true. That's that's why I'm like I would probably go for Trombone over Crimson Skies. Yeah. I'm saying oh. that with the utmost respect to Snoopy and the Red Baron. <laughs> yeah. See how the many times it's you. been re-released. Yeah, yeah. dare you. It's also yeah. a really good game. <laughs> By the way, really good. great Apple Watch face if you haven't downloaded the Snoopy one. It has like a hundred different animations depending on the time of day. Oh, nice. It knows when it's raining. It knows when you're working out. It has Snoopy and workout gear when you're working out. Yeah. And he does, he does stuff to interact with the specific angle of the second hand so what you're right. saying he is skateboards down the angle of the second hand what you're mm-hmm. saying is if i'm sitting at my computer and just breathing a little heavily and i look at my watch and snoopy's in workout clothes that's a wake-up right. call right yeah well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It'll, snoopy will do this ah, and that means you're barely alive yeah. call the right. call a doctor yeah if you're wearing it on your jack off hand <laughs> and yes. you happen to glance yeah. at your watch to see how long you've been jacking it uh, if, if woodstock says i i i i i call an ambulance <laughs> snoopy's like you know got his tongue hanging out his cheeks are a bit flushed you know you guys convinced oh. me crimson skies belongs on the list all the no, snoopy talk no. no i'm kidding um yeah so we got okay now let's just we got like, our five we just got there more than tron bond but uh tron bond's pretty good so Tron's pretty good yeah, tron bond might green book this whole situation this is tron why bond feels format. like a number five to me mm-hmm. there we go all perfect right. so that is our number five all right, let's get what we came for and get out of here before the police show up. Is this the bank? All right, open the doors. Tron Bon. I would propose then for number four, because none of none of the three of us have a lot of pers- great personal experience with it, and but it is like this obligatory entry. I'm going to see a thieves. Yeah. Number four. I see sails on the horizon. Well, there she be. The ferry of the damned. Though you'll find no welcome passage on her decks. See right. a thieves number four. Michael, what's your candidate for number three? Give me a number three here. Um, and I think Monkey Island is pretty good on that list where you've got it that I'm looking at right now. It uh, feels right, doesn't it? The, Chris, the longest, think? I think so too, because the longest I didn't pay attention to the conversation was the prolonged Sid Meier's conversation, which was way <laughs> longer than Monkey Island. Fair enough. That's out, a perfect man. reason to make Monkey Island R. Number three. I'm Guybrush Threepwood, and I'm a mighty pirate. And out of these two, Michael, you already called it earlier. I kind of feel like we know what our number one is, which means, which is weird. We called this the Ur game. The quintessential mm-hmm. pirate game is now our quintessential number two pirate game. Number two. Uh-huh. 
That's Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah. By the way, well, I, I I think that our takes a lot of what it did and builds on it in impressive ways with a much more compelling story and upgrades and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Sid Meier's Pirates is still great. It's still extremely playable. Like, if you want to grab it on Steam, uh, yeah, it, it still looks pretty good because it's got an art style instead of going for, you know, early 2000s photorealism. It takes a little while to figure out, but once you get into the groove, like, yeah, it's fantastic. Yep. I, mm. I feel, I would say it's like a must play, but I don't know if that's true of younger generation. Like, mm. it might be, if you're Gen X or a millennial, it's a must play. Anyone younger than I that, mean, maybe. It's not. definitely worth playing. Like, if you're yes, interested yeah. to see, like, the template for how this, you know, what this formula came from. Like, what, what every other, you know, good pirate game draws inspiration from. It's Sid yeah. Meier's Pirates. If you want to see, like why Sid Meier was able to put his name in front of games. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of the ones in addition to Civ that you got to play. Yes. Yeah. It's how he became a real American McGee. Yeah. It's how he got (laughs) to be on the same level as American McGee and Archer McLean. (laughs) (laughs) And technically sort of Will Wright, but he didn't, Mm. I guess he didn't didn't do that. He never did. He didn't do Will Wright. Didn't do Will Wright's The Sims 4. I don't think he did that one anyway, but. He did Will Wright's Dark Spore, though. Yeah. It's the opposite of mistake. Oh, Spore. <laughs> Nobody remembers that game. Dark Spore. Dark Spore. Is... Wasn't Dark Spore like the action spinoff yeah. or something? Yeah, okay. Because this is going to be a franchise, baby, right. yes, before it ever came out. Mm-hmm. 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 People really liked the creator that they released. And, and then he quit, mm-hmm. and I have never seen him again. Nope. Anyway, think that's, he's making that's, robots. That's a fun way to talk about five of our favorite pirate games. Yes, and our number one, of course, once again, if it wasn't clear, is Assassin's Creed for Black Flag. If your quarry something to fear, some hellish thing from a fever dream, and men will drop to their knees, pleading for their lord. Before all else. <sighs> oh God! It looks fine. Of course it does. Well, to talk about a genre that's been really rocky in terms of games, but deserved better, like the seas, yarg, yarg, really rocky. Yes. Like without a rank contender, what this fight is going to need <laughs> is a novelty. <laughs> Leftover sound effect from last Brother, you got a stew going. (laughs) Yeah, stew going. There be plenty of good meat on that bone. Oh, yeah. Man, I was delighted my girl's son knew a shitload of Venture Brothers quotes, up to and including. That's what all my pirate stuff is based on. The Ghost of the Sargasso. <laughs> pirate I, episode. I'd yes. still say my favorite pirate media of all time is probably the Garfield Halloween special. <laughs> like, that <laughs> scared really me good. when I was a kid. I watch I it every year now. One. It's awesome. I love that one. With the pirate mm-hmm. ghost every hundred pirate years. Ghost. And I'm like, you know, sitting there at six years old. What if they come to my house? I do remember it scared me a little bit mm-hmm. as a kid, too. But that's it's why it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I, I I don't know how to recommend media to children. This is the conversation I had recently because I understand 
sensibilities are different, but all my favorite stuff had some form of trauma I probably shouldn't have been enduring. Do you suppose Jim Henson knew that and in a cynical way made his no, shit kind of scary? No, he specifically said he that's what he wanted to do with Dark Crystal. But that you know what I'm saying? Like trauma scared. does yeah. it it imprints itself on your memories and so in order yeah. to make memorable kids media it's like well we got to scare the kids a little bit. yeah the scene you know lion king secret of nim like they all yeah, have oh, this man. like odd bit of darkness that any modern committee would say why is this in this movie yeah, no, we want to the, sell beach the towels stuff that kids that people will grow up and remember the most fondly is the stuff yeah. that's a little bit traumatizing a little yeah. bit yeah let's bit. let's kill let's kill this this kid's horse never ending mm-hmm. story yeah thank you yeah of course <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that so that has been our top five pirate games. The second second redux, I guess. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. But on that note, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about a bunch of new releases and news and some other stuff. So stay tuned. You are a pirate. You are a pirate. We got us a map to lead us to a hidden box that's all locked up with locks and buried deep away. We'll dig up the box. We know it's full of precious booty. First, open the locks and then we'll say hooray! Let's get scratching. Hey, VGA listeners, it's your good pal Matty Al here once again to tell you about the benefits of NordVPN. Previously, I've covered the benefits of having a VPN like NordVPN for gaming or travel. And this week, I'm going to talk about something that affects all of us at one time or another, region locking. There are times when it's nearly impossible to find a particular show, movie, or game because it's not available in your home country. But with NordVPN, that is no longer a problem. With just one click, you can access over 6,000 servers in 61 different countries to change your virtual location easily. So you can safely access your favorite streams and other content, no matter where it's available and no matter where you go. Make region locking a thing of the past with our special offer from NordVPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash laser time for your special deal now. That's nordvpn.com slash laser time. And don't worry, as always, that link will be in the show description. Lock down your favorite content and avoid region locking at nordvpn.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our second segment. We're just going to leap headlong into the fray at sea with our... Never do that, by the way. Never leap headlong into the sea. Hmm. That is how one of the Wilson brothers died. Feet first every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always go uh, feet first. Don't laugh at that. How dare you, you ghoul? <laughs> yeah, he he, he uh, enabled Charles Manson. Deserved it. Just kidding. That is yes. That's the, that is the <laughs> Wilson kidding, brother I was thinking of. Wow. All right. Skull and Bones is out after a lengthy development, but it is now in everyone's hands. You can play it. It's a game. It's a. a Online pirate uh, RPG open world. Yeah, I, I recently, uh, because in 302010, mm-hmm. Freedom Cry is mm-hmm. 10 years old this week. And I referred to Skull and Bones as a spiritual successor to Assassin's Creed 4. And now that I got my hands on it, that doesn't. No, it's kind of its own thing. It's, it, it has its, its origins it's, in Assassin's yeah. Creed 4. Yeah. It's the same studio that built the nautical stuff for Assassin's yes. Creed 4. Mm-hmm. But. 
I will say this, Michael, having, I'm still fairly early in the game. Oh, and one pleasant surprise, um, my progress from the open beta, which happened last week, just the, when I booted up the game, just immediately picked off exactly, picked up exactly where I was from the open beta. It didn't, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. So I was a little taken back. I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm here again already with all the same progress. So that was kind of cool. Because it is a live service game, and I know there's a lot more to come, can I say, is it fair to say this is the good skeleton of a game? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it does a, a thing, by the way, that Suicide Squad also did to me. I'm a, it, Michael was kind enough to get us codes. Yeah, full disclosure, I do work for Ubisoft, and I got these guys' codes. And we got the awesome version, but it did the same thing Suicide Squad did, where it looked like, hey, you have the season pass. That hasn't started yet, but as soon as it starts, you have a credit for the season pass. So I'm mm. sitting on that, baby. So I got that. Uh, I, for me. I, just, I didn't notice it was a live service game. Until one, like some idiot started immediately attacking me after, in the tutorial. I'm like, what the fuck? But like, you can't do anything to anybody at that point. That person is just mm-hmm. aggro and stupid. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's a safe zone, isn't it? Like, cause yeah. there are safe zones where it's like, hey, you're in yeah. protected waters. Mm-hmm. And if but you the only thing that was here, frustrating is I, I was just answering a text from Matt and I pause it and then I unpause it and like, you succumb to a mutiny and all your shit's in the water. And like, what? God what? damn it. Why, wow. why can't I pause this? And I, I just started the game. Oh. I have two crew members. Yeah, it, it, the mutiny if you sail out of bounds of the world. Oh, that must Because oh. the ship didn't stop. Yeah. And so that's yeah. that's been my only Because point it's a live service game. There probably is no true pause, right. right? It's probably yeah. like a Dark Souls pause situation. Yeah, exactly. So you got to be careful. Like when you're looking at the the world map, like you are still moving around. There's still other things mm-hmm. in the world. You but it, it shows yeah. you that on the world map. It doesn't show you that on the pause menu, which mm. looks like it's paused. <laughs> yeah. No. It's I, not I there paused. was there's definitely some stuff here where I yeah it's like oh this is I don't know if Ubisoft's calling it an MMO, but boy this sure has a lot of MMO trappings. Like it, no, even no. the onboarding process of like. Go here, collect these resources. You're going to build a boat eventually with those things. Go here, do this. Like, there's a lot of resource collection. There's a lot of go here, kill four of these ship things. I'm not saying that's bad, mm. by the way. That is that is very standard MMO fair stuff. You know, I mean, World of Warcraft starts that way. Most successful MMO ever, right? So don't get me wrong there. Yeah. But, like, I was a little surprised how MMO it is. And I'm still... I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I don't know if it's because it, we're playing before the official technical release of the game, but like there was a point where another player, I had like most of my health gone because I just fought like five NPCs at the same time, um, which is a bad idea. Don't do that when you're mm-hmm. only like level two. Um, <laughs> and I had like literally chip damage left. Like if this was a fighting game, I, if I tried to block, I would have died. Um, and another player shot me in and I think they're the one that killed me. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was very frustrating, but I don't know how I started engaging in combat with him. If that, if that's just like, once you're outside those buoys, yeah. it's anyone you can, you can, can shoot anybody. attack other players. I don't think it, like, in, in my experience, I haven't been attacked by other players. Uh, I, I've heard that it does not really do that much damage unless you're like, you know, trying to specifically engage in PvP. And then mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure how that works. I think they're focusing more 
on the co-op aspect than the PvP aspect. You know, you're supposed to partner up for, like, the big assignments, the plundering, or the, uh, you know, taking on the sea monster, or the ghost ship, or, you know. And it's not like CFEs where, like, your buddy can be on your ship, right? It's like you're right. in a, you're, you, you you're are a fleet each, together. Like, you, you, you are not a pirate, you are a ship. Basically, you are each ships. Yes, yes. You are not manning your cannons or anything. I I think you've you've told us that before, Michael, of like, yeah, think of yourself more as the ship is the player. You Mm -hmm. you can still get off and be a captain, and there's lots of customization, and the version we have has some awesome, like, built-in pirate garb that Mm. is garb, if you will. That's pretty awesome. Um, But, like, yeah, you, you can walk around the cities, but there's... That's really just to like go see vendors and collect missions and the gameplay, the gamey part of the game. Is yeah, like it's say. all it's all that it takes on place the in the in the water. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and it's kind of cool, you know, finding little shortcuts across land. Like, oh, I can go through this river, and if I follow this river, it goes through a cave, and then ah, it's a shortcut to where I wanted to get. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I played very uh, like not a lot of it, just basically being onboarded. Mm-hmm. Water's super fucking pretty. That's yep. the, it's very that's nice. Well, the, the there was a whole um, presentation that like uh, they gave at GDC last year about the water tech that they use and like yeah, and we we studied actual water and like you know a lot of different things can affect the color of the water, like uh, how much sand is in there, like particles within the water, how close the 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 bottom is, what the weather is like. So we have to like build all this stuff. And to create this convincing magic trick of dynamic water. Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't just being on the water when you arrive on shore, the way it ebbs and pools. Mm-hmm. And it, like, okay, this is a next-gen game. Got it. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Yep. Definitely benefits from that. And also, being a game where you're primarily sailing on the water, happy to report they kind of do the magic wind thing, where as long as you hit the A button to increase your acceleration... You can get where you need to. You don't need to actually worry about the winds coming from this direction. So if mm-hmm. I was actually sailing, I'd be tacking yeah, you, right and You left can and... still sort of see it on the compass, but it doesn't have as big of an effect as it did in earlier versions. It affects speed a little bit, yeah, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. like if you're sailing against the wind, you'll notice a little bit of drag, I think. I do yeah. find myself baffled. Like, how, how much is a knot? I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Never had to measure anything in a knot. It's a little, little longer than a regular mile. Mm-hmm. A mile. Yeah, but yes. that's like, yeah, it's your knots per hour? Is that just... This, Nautical miles per hour. Yeah, you just say so I'm, knots. I'm, I'm going five. Doing five knots. <laughs> I'm going mm-hmm. five. Oh, yeah, yeah. KTS, knots. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it... And, like, for those who, who have avoided anything about it, don't know anything about it, so it is a a game, again, where you're you're setting out. It's a sandboxy game where you're in a ship, and the goal is to get resources and take on contracts and eventually raise your infamy level uh, as a pirate. The more infamous you become, the better stuff you can get. You can build better ships. You can find blueprints. Uh, you can build better cannons. And there's like a bunch of different kinds of cannons and different weapons you can build. There's bombards. There's uh, ballistas. There's uh, you can you can actually get like healing cannons if you want to be a co-op support player. Like, you know, squat up with two other pirate ships and be like, yeah, I'm going to shoot healing things at you while you take the brunt of the damage from the sea monster or whatever. So, yeah. And, and it was originally going to be, I think, very like 
historically grounded and then uh they just kind of decided like that yeah, you know you know what's fun about being a pirate uh fighting weird stuff on the yeah, ocean not worrying about who's king <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do you do still have factions that will uh sure. get upset with you if you attack their ships and then they'll come after you they'll like if if there's there's like a cup the the sea people and the clan of Farah are you know at war with each other but if you attack one then like their settlements become hostile for a little while if you try to sail close to them they'll attack you uh etc so you know it, it it sort of pays early on to just you know pick your targets like the the Compagnie Royale the the French corporation that's in there is sort of a fair game for for picking off their ships and preying on them but uh, really, you know, you're, you're free to go after anybody as long as you're ready for the consequences. Question for you, Michael. Is St. Anne, which I mm-hmm. like to believe is named after Anne Lewis, former host uh-huh. of the show. Totally. Uh, is that like the only hub or are, am I going to be progressing no, there, to other there is a later one. Stuff? Once you Once you get to a certain point, you will get orders to sail to Teluk Penjera, which is across that stormy uh, section of ocean to the north of of saint anne and you got to be ready for rogue waves when you get across there and uh yeah just just point your ship into them and brace when they're when they're coming brace um, like the actual brace command like when people yes. are shooting at mm-hmm. your boat like, brace okay, cool, cool. so yeah should say that 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 all is back all the ship combat stuff you're sort of used to from assassin's creed mm-hmm. is back you can have different types of cannonballs you can have at one point, I don't know why it prompted me this, but at one point it prompted me, like, shoot arrows at the other crew. And I was like, great, I'll do that. And then just fucking kill the other crew. That's dope. And, yeah. And or that was happened. that the fire muskets? That's right. Muskets. Yeah. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. like, straight up, like, oh, I, don't, I don't know why I got that prompt, though, because I'd just been shooting their hull with my cannonballs. Um, and, and all of a sudden, it's just, like, fire muskets. It might just be like, a, oh, you built up a meter somewhere, and, and now you can fire muskets for extra damage. There's also, you can, if you get... Then I think it's below half health and you get close enough. You can mm-hmm. do a boarding thing, which yep. you get more resources. So you should always try to do that if you yeah. can. You, you still get resources if you sink enemy ships, but you get more if you board them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that a lot of that stuff, I believe, is was also from Black Flag. So. Mm-hmm. That's all here. Um, but it's it's if you're thinking this is Black it's Flag It's also kind too, of from Sid Meier's Pirates if you go back far true, enough. True. If you're thinking this is Black Flag 2, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, not it, Black it's, it's, a, it's trying to be its own thing, and it very much is. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm anxious to see. It, it is cross-play, we should say, too. Yes. So you can be playing across platforms with other people. This is probably one of those games we should try to group up and play together to have sort of that opinion of it, because it's designed accordingly. Still need to play Suicide Squad with my Oh, yeah. Might have more to say about Skull and Bones next week. Um, but also, a like while we're on the topic of pirates... Uh, a game mentioned during the top five, Caribbean Legend, is also out this week. <laughs> Not being opportunistic at all, I'm sure. <laughs> but I can't. I can't. Why, is, why is it positioning itself like a like a Asylum mockbuster? Then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an, it's an existing series. Yeah, I will say it's it's taking the the engine and some of the content I think from Sea uh, Dogs uh, to each his own and. Turning it into a much more approachable, digestible game, you can just get into it and start playing without the need to stockpile supplies and all this other stuff. It, it's also coming out the same week as a movie about a different Caribbean legend, the Bob Marley. Oh yes, is out this week, so. <laughs> that one's that one's free to play on Steam. And uh, yeah, Hell Divers Two is like an, another huge live game out this week. Uh, it's basically it takes the Starship Troopers ball and runs with it. 
in very entertaining ways. Or the EDF ball if you've been yeah. playing am video I, am games. Am I nuts? Was this a PS Vita game? Because I played this the original Helldivers. Helldivers was a PS4, I thought. Might yeah. Been. And a Vita crossplay game, I think. No. I my nuts let me look it up yeah. it sounds like he might be right Maybe. but we never like to admit that on the show you're right chris it oh. is a playstation vita game and playstation 3 the original wow and it was very it was very good uh and, and overlooked and it's just odd to see like everybody waiting with bated breath to play this this new one and it looks amazing yeah it is amazing um like I said, well, I, I say Starship Troopers not just because, like, you're fighting swarms of bugs, yes, but, like, atmospherically, it also takes that, like, propaganda-saturated fascist dictatorship that's sending you off to your deaths and uh, and runs with it. Like, there's a very tongue-in-cheek intro, which was the trailer for the game, where, like, you know, ah, democracy, and, you know, bugs are attacking, and there's an invasion. Would you like to know more? Yeah, it's, it's basically that. And, like, ah, <laughs> oh, don't you don't you hate it when this happens? And It does the Verhoeven thing. Basically. Yeah, they, but they talk a lot about, like, making the galaxy safe for democracy, and then you get into it, and they start talking about managed democracy. So it's like, oh, oh so not democracy. <laughs> and this is no. this is done to further separate itself to the leading People versus Bucks franchise, EDF, mm-hmm. EDF forever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. the uh, there's I, room for more. I do love the uh, the tutorial is like a quote unquote live simulation, the best kind of simulation, a real dangerous one where you can die. Uh, there is a bit early on where it's teaching you to dive. Which is a very you don't have a jump you you have a forward Dive. roll into prone and then you can sort of crawl along and it teaches you this by making you jump off a platform that says danger and then you have to jump into a trench where there are two auto turrets just blazing away at you and so you have to uh, leap in go prone immediately crawl under their fire and get to the other side. A fun thing to do is to die on purpose. When you get to this point, because you will leave your body behind and then uh, just spawn it like you'll be another recruit. And so he'll just jump off from the same point and you can just create a pile of bodies there. Uh, eventually, they'll start disappearing when, you know, make you make new ones. But, uh, yeah, I, I just had fun. Like, yeah, I'm going to dive. What if I dive straight into the fire? And then I was like, oh, it blew my head and arms off in an interesting way. OK, that's neat. Let's let's try another thing. What if I just stand up? When I'm going prone. <laughs> I would just like to take this moment to congratulate games journalists everywhere for showing the restraint this week when this live service game was plagued by some launch issues, per se, hmm. to not have every headline be, This is why live service games don't work. No, I was trying to go for a more oh. obvious joke. Helldivers 2 plagued with bugs. Bugs! Oh, okay. I see. Bugs. Yeah. Matt, the king of punditry. Mm-hmm. I was more like... I meant it for Skull and Bones. I'm not in- inherently against live service games. That's ridiculous. There's so many fun live service games out there. That's a dumb thing. That is not mm-hmm. automatically bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really curious. Like they made the jump from the top down perspective of the original to, to exactly. This. That, that's that why I think the this, this is surprise. an insane transition. It's kind of like the, o- the only a follow up you could only get from a little studio who gives a shit about this property more than a publisher would. Yep. It's a third-person shooter where you you drop down to the surface in your orbital drop, uh, your ODST pod, which can from Halo. kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I it, saw some videos of it. It was awesome. It can kill you. It can kill bugs. It can kill your teammates, your own dropship. Oh, how can it kill you? Because it's a giant hunk of metal falling down from the sky. Oh, well, yeah, if you get in the way of someone else's, sure. Uh, I know, but it, you, could, you can use it strategically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I've tried to aim it at bugs, and usually what happens then is I just spawn in a swarm of, in the middle of a swarm yes, of bugs. This is, this is the trade. Not a good idea. Yeah, not not really a good idea. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, another detail I did like going back to the training thing. When you finish it, it's like, oh, you've earned your cape. Go go f- step forward and claim it. And so you put it on, and like this thing is already covered in blood stains. So it's like. It's like that scene at the beginning of uh, the uh, All Quiet on the Western Front remake where, like, a soldier dies and his uh, uniform is immediately patched and washed and given to the next raw recruit. It's like, oh, I'm I'm one of a chain of disposable people who are being convinced that, like, you're elite. And then you get, like, your own ship and you get to name it. And, like, uh, it's like Mother of Midnight. It's always something of something. And, Mm. uh, like, Legislator of Law, I almost went with. Um but then, yeah, the, act- the actual action is, yeah, you drop down, uh, you shoot a bunch of bugs, you do various objectives in, like, a live war zone area where it's, it's like, okay, we're, we're pushing through this sector and we need you to go here and activate this pumping station or whatever. So Sounds fun. It is, it is super it. fun. It's a lot yeah. of fun. I'm sure it's even better co-op. Uh, another thing we need to, to pair up online. and, uh, and As long as someone gives it to me for free, you're going to have to drag bro Tato from my cold, dead hands. Nope. It's 40 bucks. Got to buy it. Oh, that's not oh, bad man. at all. Hmm. But it is. Uh, it was interesting. Like, I grabbed it on Steam just in case. Like, eh, maybe I won't like it, and I'll try it on Steam. And it is weird to see on a brand new game on that you're playing on PC, the PlayStation startup screen with like God of War and Aloy oh, wow. and all this other stuff pop up. So okay, so it's still Sony affiliated. All right, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're publishing, but yeah. not on PS Plus, not yet. Anyway, who's publishing Ooh. Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden? Well, that is, I I want to say it's Focus Interactive, but it's uh, developed by Don't Nod. You know, Don't Nod. The people behind yeah, Life is Strange. Oh, I yeah. thought you were you were reaching. I thought you were uh, had the sound to play. I was like, yeah, I know them. What are you? I what's it going to do? I think you mean the people who made Remember Me. Yes, Please. that's yeah, that's the that's game right. everyone remembers. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Don't nod. Yeah, um, I played this <laughs> for a little bit, and what I what I played, I enjoyed. Uh, it's, uh, is, is it the, is it their model of game? Is it is it an interactive adventure game? No, it no. is an open world RPG where you play what? as a, a gamey game map. Yeah, a it's gamey uh, game. You play mm-hmm. as banishers in the like I, I want to say it's like the 17th century in New England in like a cursed colony that what? you're you're called in because there's it's not just ghosts. There's some horrible demon here that the nightmare. That you have to learn about and and fight and uh, and banish. I'm guessing. Yeah, you you have to banish <laughs> banish. I remember, yeah. the, I remember the nightmare. It was a band fronted by a bear mm-hmm. and a weasel, and they kicked the shit out of Emmett Otter and his jug band. <laughs> the nightmare. Yeah, the river by Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're called the nightmare. That's yeah, their the nightmare band. The nightmare band. I, re- I remember the banishers of Inishirin. Yeah, banishers. I, I wanted to make that joke, and I, you beat me to it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, um, I, I think early on, so it's, it's a man and a woman and, uh, you start out playing as the woman who's the, the master and the, the, the guy is her apprentice 
And then... Uh, well, that's bullshit. I don't want to play no <laughs> game that starts that way. Fuck <laughs> that. I'm sorry. But yeah, you have to you have to <laughs> learn about Maga Matt. <laughs> that's, that's my famous character. Maga Welcome Matt. to Mad Matt's YouTube <laughs> channel. Be, able, be, be, be sure to remember, remember to hate, comment, and dislike. <laughs> Don't forget to tune in next week where we have was it Straight Dave? Was that was that Straight, that, that, da- <laughs> straight Dave? Straight. Uh, I throw a chair at your YouTube channel. I've never heard straight but, be used as an adjective for for a person like Straight, straight Dave. Dave. <laughs> Sounds like someone Vince McMahon would push on us. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Michael. Michael. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to explain this game to you. Uh, so, uh, clearly, I haven't gotten to this point yet, but from, from all the previews of the game, we know uh, at some point the woman dies, and we see oh. her as she's alive. She's very straight, you know, very he was very rigidly to this idea that, like, I'm a banisher if someone's dead. They can't be allowed to linger as a ghost. I need to banish them immediately. And you, you, you see this because like they get to the, the colony and like her mentor who, who called them there is dead, uh, but he's lingering as a ghost. So you have to find his ghost and he's like, no, I'm still me. I can help protect people here. I can, I can be of use. And she's like, no, you have to be banished now. And this is a tie in with that new Casey Affleck movie ghost story. No. No, no. See, no one laughed because no one's heard of that. Fucking yeah, you movie. were seeing too many movies, Matt. He's yeah. you're the only one who's seen that trailer. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, but she she clearly dies at some point and then has to break her rule. And and her apprentice slash lover Red also breaks the rule. Like he doesn't want to banish her. So she's uh, she's a ghost companion, I guess, for the rest of the game. Red's like, no, it's all right. I'm kind of into that actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I saw that movie Ghostbusters. Do that thing. So anyway, it's it's <laughs> promising. I've you know looked at some reviews. I think it's hovering somewhere in the seventy to eighty range. And mm. you know, general complaint seems to be like, yeah, the open world is maybe a little spread a little thin. There's not a lot to do in it. But um, yeah, I don't know. What I've played so far is pretty promising and i think i'm just a sucker for uh colonial era open world games uh, this game needs more banishing <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's, and it's it's it, your cup runneth over michael it, it does colonial open world yeah uh rz the jewel of Faramore. you know Holy this game Lord. did you play this did you play this one with its dildo remote not with its cdi remote thank you it, no. was that really the cdi controller Am yes I, Am I choosing to forget that? That's how it looked. We've talked about this a lot off mic, but limited run games launching a spiritual successor to the worst thing that ever happened to Zelda. <laughs> yep. And then releasing alongside it a like $70 peripheral based on the worst game controller on the worst platform mm-hmm. to play it appropriately. The CDI Zelda spiritually succeeded. Has it really? What? expectations do you even have to live up to <laughs> this better not be good it, it, it kind of <laughs> is good uh, i bet it is i'll <laughs> say that like it's it's a decent side scroller um it's tongue-in-cheek but not overbearing like it's not a parody of the cdi yeah, zelda yeah. games it it makes a bunch of references to them like uh Oh, the, the like the the villain looks a lot like Ganon. He's got a pig snout, and uh, there's a like he was beaten by Arzet and her friend Dale, and Dale is like retired as a bard, and he he does like the link, like 
I just wonder what Ganon's up like those those things that have been memed to death. But he's like, do the line. Finally, do the line. another, and it sounds like an adventure I don't have to go on. And no, so, then so what you're saying is that you thought it was bad, and then you had to say, "Will excuse uh-huh. me." Yeah, and he does the lame jokes like you know, Arzet's being told like, "Oh, there's color magic that you have to use to get through these barriers." Like, "Oh, please tell what? me there's only one kind." Like, "Oh, there's there's at least three kinds." And then he breaks it, busts in, and goes like, "Don't be blue, princess." And I'm like, oh, Christ, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> and that's that's treated with the exact response it deserves, which is an eye roll and like lots of bits where like. The characters emote strangely into Arzette's space, and she just kind of like backs away or bats their hands away. And it's, so, it's, wait, do they see lab this thing where they like acknowledge this is sort of lame, and now let's poke fun at it? it kind of, but it's it's subtle. It's it's more subtle than I expected. And mm-hmm. uh, but like even the the developer is the, the splash screen is C D I Entertainment, like S E E D Y E Y E. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. CDs okay. nuts in it. Yeah. But but no, it's it's a neat little throwback and if you are familiar with the many many Zelda CDI memes and like this appeals to you, it's it's not a bad time. It's enjoyable. I like Digital Trends headline. Uh, this great indie is a loving homage to the worst Nintendo games of all time. Yes. <laughs> wow. 100%. And, nice. like, it even makes fun of the fact that, like, you know, Link had to hit everything with his sword in order to interact with it, which was a holdover from Zelda 2. But, mm-hmm. like, they make a big point, like, oh, yeah, your uh, your sword is smart, and it will not hurt friendly people, but you will have to hit them with it to interact with them. <laughs> <laughs> hey! I'm talking to you! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's fine, as long as you don't use the pointy part of the sword. Yeah, I guess. yeah. She does right. threaten. It doesn't, get, it doesn't get hurt to get slapped with a sword. Yeah, she does <laughs> threaten the, the mayor with it at one point. She's like, uh, "My sword doesn't ha- doesn't hurt friendly people, but you're not acting very friendly right now." Ooh. Ooh. Oh and shit! Yeah, talk talk to me about Tomb shoot, Raider one to three remastered dinosaurs and whatever yeah. it is you're getting up to in Tomb Raider one uh, to three or bats. Yeah, <laughs> well, bats, yeah, a lot of bats. It's it's a fun bat. If, if you've never played the original <laughs> Tomb Raider games, like I haven't, or you have a fondness Wait, for them, I, I never did. I, I was played them at retail kiosk. I'm, I'm with Michael. Oh, I, I, I like when these were announced. That, that was my cynicism. I played the shit out of Tomb Raider one and two mm-hmm. a ton, and they're like they're being remastered, and like that's okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's there's I'm not good. much to I'm good. There there's not much to fix. You could do to fix these things that 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 legend or anniversary game didn't already do by making mm-hmm. a completely different game. Yeah, it was a that was a remake. This is a remaster and it's an interesting remaster. So what they do, it's a visual mm-hmm. remake. Uh like everything looks, you know, pretty but like it's it still has that original PS1 jank kind of, but it's like a, a much smoother, more modern model of Lara. She doesn't have pyramid chest anymore. Um, and Can she is there our actions primarily grid based, whereas as a kid, we'd avoid stepping on cracks to break our mother's back. And Laura only steps on cracks because she can't step in the middle of a square. Yes and no. So you can choose between the original tank controls and more modern controls. I feel like the the modern controls are a lot easier mm. to to use. Uh, she still has that sort of weird like when you're moving a block, you have to sit through a 
fixed animation where like, okay, now she's going to crouch down. She's going to pull this exactly one space backward. And then you're going to have to repeat the thing. You can't hold down the button. It is kind of excruciating. It's a weird game in retrospect. Uh, I also like that you can just hit start and immediately revert to the original graphics. Like, so it's like just instantly. And Mm. there are parts where like, the lighting in the new bit is a little bit murky. So you just switch and it's like, okay, I can immediately see my environment very crisply in like the PS one era graphics. And it's a little bit easier to navigate through this bit. So that's neat. Um, again, like it's fun, but it's really strange. It's the definition of neat. And I maybe did a little rant a while back. I just, this is like a thing for collectors. I feel Hmm. like more than players. Cause like this isn't could this win over a new fan as opposed to like modern remakes we're used to yeah um, I, don't, I don't know that it'll win over a fan but like if you're curious and you want to see like where it all began like this yeah. is probably the best way to do that yeah i don't mean to shit on it because like i have so much love i, I do not regret <laughs> any of the time i spent with the original tomb raiders mm. but i would never ever go back ever for yeah. any reason the, the original Tomb Raider through, like, Core and Eidos, it just, like, this is impossible. You can't make a game like this. And it shocked the fuck out of everybody that they could. But then my memories of it are walking over an awkward grid in total darkness, in total silence, shooting bats, and mostly pulling blocks. That <laughs> that was what comprised the majority, especially one. It, it, it improved in two. And then got really derivative after that. Yeah. My my memory of it is uh, that it was the game everyone was talking about and insane mm. about when I was like a freshman in college. And the only I did not have a machine that could play it. The one person I knew what? who did was my girlfriend at the time who had it on her laptop. And in retrospect, it's like it's one of those things like, yeah, I don't I think the signs were there. She didn't like me very much, uh, <laughs> but. That was one where, like, I asked to play it, and she, like, said, like, oh, no, I, I, all my, all my friends keep coming over and asking to play it. I'm so sick of other people playing it. You have to play it. And finally, like, after weeks of begging, she let me play it. And then she just, like, backseat drove the whole time, like, no, put your guns away. Put your guns away. There's nothing, like, but I, it's dark. I'm scared. I have to be ready. Like, no, no, no. Those are just going to get in your way when your platform. Just put them away. Like, uh. oh, that's right. The, uh, you have to awkwardly put your guns away to jump yeah. on ledges. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. The the modern control scheme just lets you hold LT to pull out your guns, and then you hit RT to shoot. So. And I and once again, my gamer cred played over and over again Tomb Raider one on Saturn. Saturn. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But like play, even just playing this version, I get weird flashbacks to like, mm-hmm. oh, this is sort of unearthing an unpleasant memory. <laughs> so many bad games mm. came out of Tomb Raider. It wasn't oh, yeah. like Mario or Call of Duty. There was a ton of ripoffs, and they're all the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. Yeah. Uh, and they all have that sort of awkward canned animation stuff. But anyway, mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, let's see. Uh, one release we were not able to play because it wasn't out as of recording is that Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake mm-hmm. on the Switch. But I store. did play a free expansion for Microsoft Flight Simulator, baby, hey. is back with 
This is actually kind of awesome. They have a mm. Dune expansion that is completely free. You can find the popcorn bucket? You can... <laughs> I'm too busy fucking it. Um, you, can, you can fly Keep a thopter. running into his pelvis. You can, you can fly a thopter, the, the ornithopters from mm. that series. And what's kind of cool is, like, yes, there is, like... It, they, they did Top Gun expansion previously, and, and there are, like, missions and worlds, and you can actually go fly Interaxis and stuff like that, but... The coolest part to me is I straight up just like flew from Burbank to Riverside in an ornithopter. <laughs> to That's what they're used for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Badass no cloaking movie. device, just scaring the shit out of those Republicans. <laughs> I love the way it controls. By the way, like it doesn't control like any sort of real air vessel. It's it's they technically classified as a glider instead of mm-hmm. one of the uh, helicopter vehicles, which is kind of fun. But um, I love that they do these. It is, of course, meant to tie in with the release of Dune 2, which is hitting theaters March 1st. So. And if I if I may, you just saw, saw Dune for the first time in theaters. Did you do the IMAX one? On IMAX, I nice. saw it. Dude, I, they, I, they, I, they brought I it back for it. a week. I When I got it, the home version, I couldn't. I, man, this is not as cool. I can't turn my bass up as loud as the theaters did. <gasps> that fucking movie on, on, on IMAX screen is like I I was really glad I waited to see it for IMAX cuz I'm like yeah this is how you're supposed to go see these So you had a good movies. time with the the new the Oh at original. the end of it they they had a sneak peek of the second one they actually showed the worm riding scene from the second mm. one and you want to talk about need to have extra bass go see the second movie on an IMAX screen with the bass and shit like it's pretty what? epic dude it's yeah good stuff Hell yeah. and yeah glad and you now liked. I can talk dune stuff with Michael it And I, I I love what Microsoft has done. I want more of that Fast and the Furious Forza DLC, Top Gun, Flight Simulator DLC. Like, make, I'll pay five bucks for something that's like a six hour experience on a movie I really like. You don't have to put a whole development team in, in a bunker for two years to make an experience based on a movie I like. Very, very good. If, if I may make a suggestion, because I was voicing off mic some frustrations to you guys, the, the client size of Microsoft Flight Simulator is quite lofty, like hundreds of gigs at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I finally got fed up because I was trying to, de- I was having to delete too many games to free up hard drives. I said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to do XCloud, the Microsoft cloud streaming thing with mm-hmm. this," which was weird because I'm on my console and I'm playing this game. Which, by the way, the game itself streams most of the environment anyway because that's yeah, part of the right. secret of that game. How it's able to reproduce an entire globe is it's streaming it in. But as I'm streaming it, the client on whatever the server is or whatever is running it there in the cloud had not installed the Dune update. So I had to sit there and do a (laughs) download to a virtual machine and install that, which which was really weird because I got to see how fast the download connection was on those Microsoft servers. At one point, it was only like 60 megabits per second. Wow, what? Wow. But then it didn't spit up. But I... yeah, I get I get a thousand up, uh, two down. <laughs> it was really <laughs> weird, um, but I I can say that game is very playable over cloud streaming. Like you don't need to install the huge client if you just want to go in and check out a thing. It does Not a lot of stuff to run into in the air. It does a thing where like if you open a game more than a few times in cloud streaming, it gives you the prompt like, "Hey, you seem to be enjoying this. Do you want to download it?" Which is them admitting like this is the mm. proper experience. You yeah. Know? But I'd say for the Light Sim, if you've never tried it, um, you should probably stream it first to decide mm. if you really want to use up all that bandwidth because it's a fucking hefty client. Yeah, if you want to delete your 700 Tomb Raider games, Michael. <laughs> never! <laughs> all those fan games. 
All those nude patches. <laughs> oh my god, glorious origami titties. <laughs> like some upset fan saw another fan version that was like, the, her nipples clearly wouldn't look like that. I must yeah. create my own version. They're supposed to be the size of dinner plates, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Gross. Uh, we, we had to go there, didn't yeah. we? New releases. Anyway. This is one of those weeks, folks, where you're going to know more than us by the time you listen to this. So Microsoft, all those rumors that have been swirling about, they announced that they were doing their their thing this week to talk about their official strategy moving forward. Unfortunately, that debuted on Thursday in podcast form, um, which is we before we are recording this. Yeah. Although a lot of things have leaked out because um, prior to that Thursday podcast, I guess Microsoft did like an all hands employee meeting where they talked about some of the things that will no doubt be announced uh, this Thursday. So I might get some stuff wrong. And again, you're going to know more. But basically what we what is leaked so far is that the rumored two first games that Microsoft is going to launch on rival consoles, meaning PlayStation and maybe Switch is Hi-Fi Rush and Pentiment. Everyone forgot about Pentiment, which was Mm, a game that everyone loved. (laughs) It's, It's really good. If you like uh, whodunits. Nope. Um, and then Sea of Thieves is also thought to be, that one feels like the most natural for me. Mm. Live service game. You got to try to get as many players on a server as possible. Why not have crossplay and, and put yeah, Sea yeah. of Thieves out there? Uh, other things. So uh, during that town hall, um, it seems like Phil Spencer confirmed that Call of Duty, there will be a new Call of Duty this October. Um, they talked about the fact that Microsoft will, they will be producing a future console. So it appears they're not getting out of the console business entirely. And then, um, they are still promising that Xbox on every screen, which could be cloud streaming on certain things. I don't, it could mean game pass on other consoles. I guess you, you might know more than us when you hear it. It was my prediction. Like, uh, Microsoft, the Surface isn't the best tablet in the world, but they still keep making them. And if the the conversation has been happening for years, our consoles, if they're not Nintendo, and even that has an NVIDIA chip in it, even the new one apparently, they're just PCs anyway. But if you made an optimized PC meant to do nothing but play (laughs) games and could (laughs) play you cheap Microsoft games, fuck yeah, I'll keep buying that. Yep. 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 So again, you'll you'll know more, but it seems that like we predicted last week, a lot of folks are upset about a whole lot of nothing. Uh, certainly seems like Microsoft's still going to be a first party publisher. I don't maybe, know. I, maybe I don't, maybe a I third can party. See them moving the away time. from the goal of 2002. We want this Sony and Nintendo licensing money. We want what is it? Five ten percent of every game sold on a platform. I can see them move. They're never going to be able to compete in that space. So why not do something a little slim down? Why not focus on being a game studio? Um, yeah, Microsoft has tried making consumer products before and is largely backed out of trying to dominate that space from the phone to the to the tablet to the PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean they won't there won't still be Microsoft stuff out there. I just don't want to see more layoffs in the games industry in yeah. development. What's weird to me is if that's their strategy. Mm-hmm. Of okay, we're just basically going to be a third-party publisher. Kind of the one 
area they've been lagging behind the other first parties is actually game development and publishing. Like they're yep. doing sort of everything else. Mm-hmm. And so I doubt that's their primary pivot because it's like, well, this is the one thing you guys, you haven't been able to ship many first party games. So why would your strategy all of a sudden being like, yeah, we're a third party publisher who's going to push more games yeah, on other people's of, platforms. Uh, game passes, like there's a ton of people who work on Microsoft Office and a bunch of other Microsoft technology none of us give a shit about and never talk about. That's not supposed to work on Microsoft specific products. So just more software to Microsoft. It's fucking mm-hmm. Word. It's Excel. Yeah. And then I, I I keep thinking about like, well, what if what if Microsoft were to exit the console market? And like it, the console market would be weirdly lopsided if that yeah. happened, if it were just like PlayStation and Nintendo, like the Switch, do not they, they compete directly, but at the same time, they don't. They both fill, fill a distinct niche. Yep. And, uh, and like, it'd be all Japanese, which, not to sound like <laughs> racist or anything, but like that's a different market. And it'd be mm. crazy to see Japan to go going back to dictating the entire games market. I mean, they've done it before, but. Uh, I mean, they're kind of doing it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but also, like, that, then it's just like the console agnostic future like i I remember my dad recently saying to me like well you you buy games for the playstation you buy games for the xbox wouldn't it make sense if like just games would work on everything and like there there were like a unified standard (laughs) i was like well yeah but you know that that would be a little strange for consumers, I guess, because then there'd just be like one console, and like, well, what's what's the future then? It's like everything just becomes a PC, but we we don't want. Not everybody wants to play on a PC. Um, no, but like I you were PC saying, gaming like something, is a huge pain in the ass. I like knowing yeah, my mm-hmm. thing's going to work when I put the game in and but hit. Start. Like if you if you have competing things like the Steam Deck and you know like things with dedicated game based front ends that like. You know, it, it just loads straight to the game. There's nothing in between. There's nothing, like you said, meant to run Word or anything else. Mm-hmm. Just, just yeah, go straight just, to the game. It's just funny to me is uh, for years, movie studios weren't allowed to operate like movie theater chains and <laughs> mm-hmm. distribution networks for as according to monopoly laws of like the 1930s. You just made movies. Kind of might be nice if these th- your responsibility is to make games, um, but obviously it's different. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I brought yeah. that up, but it's it's it, it, it's games have been in a weird space. There's no other medium that has behaved like games ever. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's it's like like you know thinking about it in terms of like what if consoles were like DVD players where everyone yeah. could, like they all played the same DVD. What if they were like tape decks or CD yeah. players or literally anything that's ever existed? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only games operate like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I don't know how that shapes things out, but it would be different. Yeah. Well, actually, weren't we just poking fun earlier in the show? A platform that tried it the other way around. Wasn't the CDI a platform that multiple hardware manufacturers could take yes, that? But it was end? also shit. That's the problem. Yeah. It was not good at pushing pixels around. It was created by people who knew about multimedia, but not about video games. Sega tried that in the 90s, too, and and Nintendo to a far lesser extent, but allowing other electronics manufacturers to license their hardware. 3DO Mm. did it more than CDI did, I think. And 3DO was a better better platform. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like For me, there is still a way to be profitable as a hardware manufacturer, uh, as a, our next news story, um, might 
indicate. So, uh, so Sony, the head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Hiroki Totoki, was quoted this week that it would be very difficult to have a big PS5 price cut because of the way the the PS5 is is designed. Um, it's really mm-hmm. hard to kind of shrink the size. You typically, over the course yeah. of a console's life cycle, they they get smaller and a little bit cheaper. A lot of what's contributing to that is kind of like just the footprint of the PS5 and the way it's designed. It, it is hard mm-hmm. to shrink it down, but also component prices are not really going down like no. they traditionally do. In fact, the only area where they could see some potential savings is like memory. Mm-hmm. Everything else is kind of the costs are increasing, which is, yeah. you know, remember, not too long ago, Sony, when they did their revision with the light version, it, they used to have a, a $500 and a $400, the digital mm-hmm. only. With light, there's a $500 and a $450 version, right? So they kind yeah. of, it's de facto an increase versus the $400, right? I don't so. want to ramble too much, but I was talking to someone about like, remember all those years ago was modding arcade one-ups and like uh, did that first one like, oh, this is like $60 worth of parts. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, all right, now this is $300 worth of parts for the exact same things. And those prices have stuck around. I bought, I was going to mod this other machine and it like, I need a Dell Optiplex because come on, this is the thing they gave state workers in 2016. It's a $70, it's a $300 machine now. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. It's a $300 mm-hmm. machine. Uh, I, it became a, a less than $100 project, became a $600 project, and I abandoned it. So I don't, I don't know how the fuck they're supposed to manufacture to design and manufacture a new console, like a brand new looking console. I don't see it at all. I wouldn't do it. No, it's, I, I, and, uh, sorry, I, I misquoted earlier. It's not memory; it's storage is the only storage. area they might have hmm. some saving. So, like and, the, store, and storage since that since like ten years ago fluctuates wildly. Mm. It yeah. goes up; it goes up and down pretty rapidly. I wonder too if part of this, this isn't being driven by. Um, I mean, it, it took so long for people to be able to get consoles this mm-hmm. cycle that it's like the demand's still pretty high for PS5s. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, I don't see them abundantly on shelves still to this day. Yeah. yeah. Not even so, switches, only Xboxes. So part of that could just be driven by like, but we don't need to lower the price. We're doing mm. fine. They had record mm. quarters last year in terms of number of, of active yep. users playing them on the platform. The cost and design and especially manufacture of a brand new looking console is I think infeasible and might be something that just, that'll be the past for us when people could, and, and the bizarre thing, I think Sony said this week, the PS5 is on the back the yeah. back nine of its uh and entering the latter stage of its life yeah. cycle <laughs> it's which so is such a bizarre of... thing because it feels like it just came out i know even though it was over three years ago but because nobody could get it for like at least two years mm-hmm. i that... yes i know people have said that i i don't know i i don't know that that will be true i think yeah. i think they they will be able to artificially extend this life cycle because a lot of folks are just gonna be like i don't i don't need a new yeah. console well, yet when like, you these look games at still look amazing and the last couple console generations like xbox 360 ps uh three was like 2005 to 2013 yeah. so yeah. eight years um then longest ever yeah ps4 was uh 2013 to 2020 so seven years so you know i i think if if, if you're expecting the console gen to be six years then yes we are in the second half but i would be surprised yep especially if component prices are going to keep rising like Mm -hmm. they are like chris said like yeah to design an all new console that's supposed to be more powerful 
so what that thing's going to come out and be a thousand dollars like I, I don't think people are going to have an appetite for and it. I, I don't and need to prolong I don't need mean to prolong this but I I, I I the last two generations I've been like what more do I want from this console and everything I usually want like one I don't want to update my controller hmm. two I don't want to <laughs> ever I don't want my game downloads to slow down when I'm playing a game and like that's not really a hardware issue that needs to be solved with a next gen piece of technology I still don't know why that's an issue. I don't either. On Microsoft is where I've noticed it. And it's like, even if the game I'm playing isn't isn't an online game, Microsoft, though, at least tells you it's happening. They're like, hey, you should pause this game to to see the download. And the Switch just won't do it. (laughs) You cannot cannot play a game and download it at the same time. You cannot. It won't download a fucking Well, someone made that awesome animation for downloading things, and they want you to see (laughs) it. (laughs) It should be a bunch of Pikmin smoking cigarettes. Like, ah, get to work. (laughs) It's just the Metal Gear floating screen (laughs) with Pikmin instead. Ah, shit. What if what if you have the Metal Gear style thing, but then the progress bar is actually represented in the length of the cigarette as it burns down? <laughs> yes. That's how you know that the, when it gets down to the filter, that's when you yeah, know it's yeah. about done. Oh man! Oh, would, it's gonna fall over all over Snake's new jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give him any ideas to make us wait longer, but boy, that, that's a good yeah. But I, I'm, I'm still at a point. Uh, other than, like other the biggest one being. I have to keep choosing between quality and resolution, which mm-hmm. I just thought, like, that's why we bought these things, to stop doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, that's what I want from a new console. Does that merit a 600 It will be at least $600 next time. It will not be $500 more than likely. Nothing well, and else. Actually, that's not the biggest. The biggest thing I want, I just detailed with Flight Sim. Yeah. I just want a bigger fucking hard drive yeah. so that I don't yeah. have to delete and ro- or rotate to external or buy an expansion hard drive like Michael's done with his, and just like just give me more space yeah. to store my games. If you're going to make the game so big, I finally filled up my four terabyte uh, SSD on PS5. So. Congratulations! Wow. I guess get a little <laughs> like, firework come out of it. <laughs> it did, yeah, so you this is this has been a lot of Genshin Impact captures. Good for you. Are you going to share these eventually? <laughs> but again, plays like that, I don't play that. Game. For me, technologically, like I, I have I fiber. I don't. I don't give a either. shit about that. I throw away. And really download games constantly in you know less than 15 minutes mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me but uh yeah i don't i don't know what i'd want from a new console just yet what could you possibly fucking do for me well especially if you consider some of the biggest success stories this gen they haven't necessarily been the tech powerhouses like for every spider-man 2 there's mm-hmm. been a Baldur's gate 3 which Baldur's gate 3 is a pretty game don't get me wrong but like in terms of like P- pushing pixels it's mm. it's just fine yeah. it's it's trickery is more with other stuff it's more design but that game interestingly enough um helped sort of make up part of hasbro's year so on hasbro's investor call it was revealed that baldur's gate 3 alone has earned about 90 million dollars of licensing Jesus. fee just for hasbro that's not what the game is made right that that's just the right. licensing fee so considering the average licensing arrangement, I mean, it, it varies it, depending it on might the be property. As much as 70%, you know, for Has- on Hasbro's end. It's made Hasbro $90 million, um, That It basically was 7% of their revenue. Do you think that's enough to bring back the old Wizards of the Coast team? No. Well, that's <laughs> no. the thing is, is it didn't. That's obviously for didn't. shareholders. They can't have that. That's for company. <laughs> that money's it for company. It didn't make enough to, to save those jobs. But And actually, one thing, though, they've already given guidance that, like, 
uh, their shareholders should expect a dip in revenue next year because they won't have another Baldur's Gate 3 going on. So Yeah, a passionate group of people working outside the company weren't, didn't make something this year, mm-hmm. so get fucked. Maybe, maybe the same people deciding what goes into Baldur's Gate shouldn't be deciding what accessories go into Mr. Potato Head. But they are, <laughs> God damn it! I hate one company owning everything. Uh, I did uh, see that rumor like a few weeks ago that they were planning to, like, allegedly there were talks about selling Dungeons and Dragons to Tencent, which would be weird. Oof. Like, would they have to censor ghosts out of D and D? I don't know. Uh, but that that turned out to just be false. Like, people from Wizards of the Coast said, like, no, there are no plans to sell D and D to anyone else. Hmm. Yeah, and no magic. That's disrespectful to the laws of mm-hmm. physics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they also own magic. That's right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so that is all the news that's fit to play. Bam. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which is always the segmenting our community, et cetera, et cetera. Last week's question of the week was, what video game villain deserves their own game? Uh, on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Bree Stafford says, I would love to play a game starring the Koopalings. I'm thinking yeah. a platformer that takes place behind the scenes of Super Mario World, where once Iggy gets defeated in the first castle, he journeys to help Morton defeat Mario in the second castle. It's all like a Three Little Pigs situation. Uh, <laughs> only to arrive a tad bit too late. Have this continue with an increasing amount of Koopalings working together to get across the platforms until they are all joined together to go rescue Bowser after his defeat. Not only would something like this be cool to see, but it also welcomes in creative level building as the number of the party increases per world and the stages get more difficult Mm. to counterbalance the team's capabilities. This or an interquel telling the story of Bowser and the Koopalings journey from the end of Super Mario 3 to crash landing and taking over Dino World and Super Mario World would be great. That's really creative. Thank you for sending that. awesome. It's a great idea. Yeah. Fantastic. I want to see Amazing Larry Koopa Mm -hmm. uh, starring in his own game forever. Yeah. Morton Koopa Jr., which is uh, a a reference that people no longer remember what it was referencing in the first place. He was the Koopaling who faked being beat up by skinheads in a San Francisco bathroom. Mm -hmm. Chain smoked, blew the smoke in Mario's face. Everybody knows. Yes. From threads.net, Andy, Ryan, Casey. Oh, boy, if you're a Chiefs fan guy. (laughs) Look, I'm a Niner fan. You got us this time again, Mm -hmm. but damn it. Anyway. um, It was a a well-fought game. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, Just let me play a whole Yakuza title as Majima. Bonus if he has the shotgun from Dead Souls. Yeah, I I would love that as well. Mm -hmm. I understood that reference. (laughs) I didn't. Dead Souls is the 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 survival zombie. Uh, And uh, from the hell side, formerly known as Twitch, ah, uh, I want a game for M. Bison from Street Fighter recruiting flunkies, procuring resources from weak nations, and taking Ryu down a peg or two would be pretty fun. Play the Bison clip, and I don't know which one he means. He means this one. But for me... It was Tuesday. There it is. <laughs> I thought he meant, yes! Yes! That one's good, too. <laughs> it's a great clip. This is delicious! This is delicious! <laughs> I'm just glad he had a good time in his mm-hmm. final role. Come on. 
<laughs> That's yes. from the, the Street Fighter cartoon. Raul Julie, I believe, said, This is how I want to go out! Bison, <laughs> <laughs> the terrible Street Fighter movie. It powers my desk where I sign my name on the back of the checks that will go to my children because I know I'm not going to live long enough to cash them. Okay, so maybe that's not true, but everyone knows that was Orson Welles' last word. I want to be a giant planet. I want to be a toy that eats other toys. <laughs> that was that's what he said. That's what he said. That was his, about his Transformers last role. words. Every, look it up. Look it up. Do the research. Oh, uh, yeah, on on Blueski, uh, Wolf Studios Art at WolfStudiosArt.Bisky.Social says the world deserves. Wine Mama with Ari Village's Lady Dumitresque. I've never ma- heard that. A management sim where you have to run a successful winery, source locally harvested fresh uh, vi- uh, ingredients, and make sure your staff are obedient. Or a Dumitresque beach volleyball game or oh, whatever. I'm not fussy. I can't stop having wine. I can buy the most delicious wine now. Business is in my blood. I can see past the numbers. I'm scared about how much I need wine. I can't even watch a movie anymore without a big pour of wine. <laughs> and That's popcorn. the only wine mama anyone should care about ever. <laughs> wine mama. Oh, I gosh. can't stop having wine. <laughs> Patty Harrison for president. Good lord. <laughs> Good lord. I love. That. I got trapped in the Char- the Charlie Brown balloon and the things. <laughs> Pants. I got sewn into the Charlie Brown's pants. My Charlie Brown pants money's not growing. It's just shrinking. I don't know business. You gotta, it's so good. Uh, we also have a video response from Cody Smith, who says, this is probably going to be amazing. What is up, Video Game Apocalypse? Cody here, and I'm answering your question of the week with a bit of a spoiler-heavy answer. So if you have not played the game Sea of Stars and you care about the story or want to experience it for yourself, go ahead and I'm skip ahead. One minute and 38 seconds. So you can avoid my answer. <laughs> so with that disclaimer out of the way, <laughs> my answer comes from the game Sea of Stars, and I would like to see a game around Burgraves and Erlina. Anyway, Burgraves and Erlina are not necessarily introduced as bad guys, but you find out about halfway through the game that they are in- involved in some way. Unlike Zale and Valir, the Solstice Warriors that you play as in the game, Burgraves and Erlina are eventually tainted and moved towards the evil side. But I think the reason that they turn evil is interesting. They're born into this world where they have to be Solstice Warriors, and they don't necessarily want to have to do that. They have to fight these giant evil beasts and ultimately are basically doomed to die. So I could totally Mm -hmm. see being a bad guy to buck that system, not necessarily to hurt anybody. Burgraves and Erlina are interesting because they have differing ideas about power. For example, Erlina wants to leave the system so that she can be powerful herself. And Burgraves just wants to be rid of it. He wants to be gone. He doesn't want to have anything to do with it. And he even just goes away. So I think it would just be an interesting game to like play their version of Sea of Stars like before they turned evil. So thanks for listening to my answer, guys, and we'll see you tonight. All right. Thank you. And uh, mad props for being able to remember the name of the game, (laughs) which I could not do earlier. Uh, I had that, to take my literally took my cans off because I didn't want to be spoiled because I'm in the uh, middle of that. Yeah, game. I, I, you're so the one who edits gave... this segment. I'm just reminding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to fucking edit a pre-canned video, handsome baby. I'm good. Yeah. I can skip it over. Right. Yeah, clearly Cody did his editing himself, and yep. I don't want to. He already labeled a spoiler, but that is a really, really great one because it's mm. it's people who uh, uh, 
break bad for good reasons. And um, seeing how they got to that decision would be fucking fascinating. Yeah. Great game, CS Stars. All right. Well, a new question of the week. <laughs> Last minute substitution. What's the biggest asshole move you've ever pulled in a game? Uh, a game that, a little, little sandboxy game maybe that gives you some choices. A choice that sticks in your mind as particularly bad. Um, I got really mean with my Sims in Sims 2. And I'm Ooh, not, I'm what? not, not just like, oh, I, I like, uh, killed them or electrocuted them or took the ladder out of the pool. No, 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 no. I, you don't speak until spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to have like a Lothario character. It's like this guy is going to sleep with all the ladies in the neighborhood. And oh, no. a woman came over and he started a relationship with her. And then like found out she's married. Like, oh shit, what are we going to do about this? Clearly, we're going to invite the husband over, build a room around him, fill it with one-way mirrors so he can see out but other people can't see in. <laughs> and then I'm going to put a bed in front of it and, wow. and cuck him right in front of him. He's going to go insane. I'm going to replace the mirrors with windows. I'm, that might not be a real thing, the, the mirrors, but uh, he was in there with windows. He could see everything that was going on. And then I taught my sim how to paint, and I painted a portrait of the man in there going insane. Um, that's the worst thing I've ever done. That is digital magnifying glass to an ant right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and I did feel genuinely guilty about, I think, in Civ 5, 6, uh, I was, like, way more technologically advanced than every other civilization, and I nuked Norway. Uh, and <laughs> they were very apologetic about it, begged for peace. I did it in exchange for their remaining cities. They're like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. I nuked them again. <laughs> and they did not even mention it. They weren't even mad. And I just, I feel these, so bad about it. These were this. Vikings at yeah. one point. Mm -hmm. you know, and having weird. Red Lords of Chaos, the jail time for that is like three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get out and make more black metal music. Yeah. Felt bad about <laughs> it. Anyway, someone else go. Uh, I, I, I'm no, like, Sea of Thieves is the closest I've gotten. Like, I'm just, it's giving me the option. Like, I want to trade and see the planet and like, I'm going to rob everybody. Those are the decisions I have made. Yes. I don't know if they'll have any bearing on anything, but uh, I, I can't do it. I, when I, if I'm asked to make my own choices, I want to be the noble hero. And I remember we at Games Radar, I, I played a little bit because I couldn't do it in Mass Effect. And we did like Shepard. We did like a Brett had the idea like let, let's just show all the asshole options as Shepard because I can't really do them. It, throughout normal mm -hmm. play, so let's be the biggest asshole we can for an hour. It's hard to bring yourself to be rude. Yeah, and, yeah. and, we, yeah, and I love it. that video because, like, we we all got to make those selections that we wouldn't have made in our normal game playthrough. And uh, but I know I've told this story before, but I, I love it because it's like my first week at Games Radar. I'm an intern and I'm doing something I think for Michael, and I'm paid to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was the the second top seven. And it was girl on girl kisses mm -hmm. because we were a progressive outlet. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I got I got handed that by the way. I was, I was ordered no, no, to no. do that. I, that was you, not my idea. Oh, sorry. I was you. Later on, you got handed that. Never mind. Mm -hmm. I, the story, like Chris, we need a we need footage of Jade Empire. It is gaming's only girl on girl kiss. Like that, you can manufacture. You can do it. Mm -hmm. You can achieve it. 
I think there was like one that that happens in a fear effect uh, cut scene, but yeah. even then they would like cut away when it happens. Mm-hmm. And but but Jade Empire, the fear effect one, they were doing it to distract some guards with the camera. Mm-hmm. So, but this was one like you know you can you can romance this person. So I they're like hey your job we're gonna pay you to go home for four days and play through Jade Empire as this character and look up this guide, follow these options, and then fuck the shit of this girl as a girl. And I, and I never played Jade Empire before, and I was having a, a fucking blast, because I, like, didn't love Knights of the Old Republic, but I also, like, shit, time's running out, and I'm, I rushed through a conversation. I was like, uh, I'm... I'm in control of all these slaves, and I'm just like, I gotta go, I gotta go, and like, do you, yep, then, shook, yes, that, shook, like, and then, boom, all of my slaves get slaughtered in front of me, because apparently I made that decision, and I still feel bad about it to this day, mostly because by the time I got to the office the next day, as if we did not have phones or email, he's like, oh, I didn't tell you, we contacted BioWare, and they sent an uncut video of something that is not in the game that we had to cut out of these two characters kissing. We didn't need you to do that at all. Here's your money anyway. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. That, Like, the, the actual game fades to black before the two characters actually kiss and they're like no no here's the uncut footage of the characters kissing you can put it in your video. And what i think is is funny other than people and who what may did they do broke- when when we left and the new management took over they torpedoed that entire feature that footage no did longer really? exists as far as i know because that, that that's the only footage we had the like in not pre-youtube era but like youtube wasn't necessarily that dominant it was kind of dangerous it was being we talked about in 30 2010 this week viacom they're YouTube is being sued by Viacom. Mm-hmm. Games Radar's video player had the only footage of this in a game, and I love that the it was a Bioware person who took it with fraps, and they yep. left their mouse over the middle of the screen. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. can we ask them to do this again? The mouse is over their faces, and <laughs> and it's that that is the only footage that I know of that exists of that moment. And hopefully, somebody stole it. Hopefully, maybe it's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, Matt, how about you? My moment here. I'm, I'm like you guys. I'm really bad at, at selecting the mean options. Like I'm oh, trying yeah. to do mm-hmm. a Dark Urge playthrough in Baldur's Gate, and it's just really tough because I'm just like I don't like playing games this way. So uh, I'm just gonna say one word, and for those who know, you know, um, dastardly. Mm-hmm. Do you know what dastardly refers to, Michael? Uh, wacky races. The muddy, yeah, that's all I can friend. think of. Well, similar uh, mustachioed stylings. Dastardly is the name of an achievement in the original Red Dead Redemption. And the way you earn that achievement is you had to tie a damsel in distress to the train tracks and watch her die by a train (laughs) running her over. (laughs) I watched so many videos of that back in the day with inappropriate sound Mm. effects. I felt so guilty doing that. I think I might have after I got the achievement, because, you know, like, achievements aren't tied to your save, per se. It's just, like, an account Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I think I loaded a save before it happened so as not to have that on my record in the game. But I I felt so guilty, but I'm like... Sorry, need need the platinum, or yeah, it was an achievement at the time, so not a platinum, but need to get all the achievements, so this is happening. Yep, Sorry. killed a lady with the railroad. Mm-hmm. That I did. Yep. <laughs> that was yeah. Don't regret it at can't, all. Can't yeah. take it back. <laughs> Much better, Marston. <laughs> <laughs> I was going more so, for an yeah, Arthur. dastardly, um, and the the icon actually for the achievement is just like a hat with like the little mustache with mm-hmm. the, the wax in it. Uh, 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 yes, it's, yes, yes, that. 
Yeah. The Dudley Do-Right reference. All right. So what's the worst thing, the biggest asshole move you've ever ever pulled in a game? Let us know. Go to the official LaserTime community on Facebook. There will be a thread there where you can answer. Ping us on Twitter, Threads, or Blue Sky at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the five best answers, I guess, on next week's show. Anyway. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The, the biggest asshole move I pulled in gaming was uh, starting a podcast in 2008. What an asshole. Yeah, that was a huge asshole move. <laughs> what a, <laughs> I have to be an asshole on a regular basis for money. You've been it's, an oh. asshole for 16 years? I, I'm playing some of this up, but mm. a lot of it's genuine. And yes, I, not kidding. I loved opening up the show with that. The guy saying, like, the printer section. Nobody goes there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was genuine. That that really happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been our show. Let's, let's go to some plugs. What do we got in the hopper, boys? Uh, 30 2010 this week. Uh, we're talking about, we, we mentioned uh, Freedom Cry because mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 4, a DLC, is 10 years old. And that's how long wow. people have been waiting for a Ubisoft return to the seas. And um, I. Loved how long we talked about reality bites, and I know Michael hmm. had to was involved. Right. In I the watched that, of that show and uh, or that that movie, and uh, yeah, I I like the movie. I did not like the characters at all. I don't think you're supposed to. Is this the Ben Stiller joint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And it's that, a was, Gen that was X movie. Right? That was it's my like... defense. I thought it was a beautiful pastiche of like that era. I don't like the characters. Did you like you in your early twenties? Because I don't, and I I did a, I did and said a lot of similar things, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I, I thought it was profound and beautiful, and to like rediscover that and like take it back, like ah money, like forget about that shit. This is how the nineties were, and there's this awesome time capsule showing you what that was like. Uh, I mean, don't forget about that, but like, yeah, that, that, there, there's there's something there's a a matter of artistic record there. And it's Ben Stiller who had been ostracized from the comedy he liked doing after being fired from SNL and Hmm. canceled by Fox, despite winning an Emmy for one of my favorite shows ever. He does this career pivot and it's this in hindsight, given how famous he would become a really odd point in his career. What a strange movie for Ben Stiller. Yeah. So 30 2010 this week, yeah, and on patreon.com slash laser time, five bucks, got a bunch of extra VGA stuff over there, video game guidance whenever we can all finish a game, uh, hundreds of podcasts, full-length commentaries, videos, and we've been doing 30 2010s for stuff that doesn't fit into the 30, more the 40, for 84, and Terminator Gremlins Repo Man. Just today, Alex Cox like, I want to do a Repo Man too, like. Sure, yeah, buddy. Please, you've do earned it. it. Yeah, you've earned it. Do it. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Can't wait for that to come to my favorite streaming service and be forgotten and probably removed within a year. True. The way things the, work. Not backing on him or the movie. Mm, just that's just no, the no, way no. You're right. Work. You're right. Lord knows what's going to happen. Uh, uh, I was thinking about coming to America too, which is something yeah. I wanted for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Came out. I didn't love it, but I don't want it to disappear. But it's a Paramount movie on Amazon service. What happens to that? Amazon paid for that. Holy shit. Anywho. Anywho. Yep. Patreon.com slash laser time. Here, Matt, Michael, and I talking about a ton of stuff. Uh, and, you know, support a show that you like. Uh, yes. You know, this, isn't, this isn't not work sometimes. And uh, 
I was so exhausted from Valentine's Day and some personal stuff, and I'm climbing out of bed. Skull and bones must play for show. <laughs> and I sounded more and more Brother Theodore Gollum every time I did it. Oh, no, you have to play a free game. Oh, it's, not, it's not that, but, like, we have to play other stuff, too, and Michael does yeah. it more than any of us. That's so, true. like, it's not, it's not not work. No, I hear. You. Yeah, yeah, I'm out here playing Banishers of Inisherin. Not you guys. <laughs> there it is. He got it. Oh, did you do that fucking uh, super move where you choke the donkey with a severed finger? Yeah. Rules, oh. <laughs> oh, poor donkey. Uh, and then my my quick plug is, um, you know, we've had some ads on the show recently, so please do uh, go support our sponsor because it does help us. It basically helps us get more ads, which helps keep the show running. So, or at least type in the URL. Pretend to. Mm-hmm. NordVPN.com slash laser time. Hopefully you've been enjoying the ads I've been recording. A different one every time for you folks. I try to educate and entertain and at least have mm-hmm. some sweet background music. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited because it's the first I'm hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Entertain and educate, not overstimulate. <laughs> See, I'm quoting JJ the Jet Plane. Never mind. Uh, anyway, that has been our show. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can follow us as always on the Twitters, the Threads, the Bisky at VG Apocalypse, or me personally at Wikiparas. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Put us in your top eight on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs>